Hey everyone, and welcome to Comics from the Multiverse, the DC Comics podcast from the Mailfuzz Network. I'm Peter, and I'm joined as always by Matt. Hey guys, what's up? And Connor's here too. Hey everyone. We talk about comic books, DC Comics specifically, and on this week's show, the first week of the month is always the lightest week, uh, at least right now, because uh, we have Batman, Superman, Justice League, Nightwing, Green Arrow, Green Lanterns, Death of Hawkman, and The Fallen Rise of Captain Atom. That is all we have this week. We have eight books to talk about. I like it. It's really nice, isn't it? Yeah. Ah, nah. I'd read all my books in like an hour and a half this week. I, I need more. This is... Gives you time to read other stuff. Yeah. Ah, but and that's did, where Pete goes, what other stuff? But did I, though? Did I? Did I, I, read a, I read a few issues of 52, to be fair. But, you know. I mean, it was such a light week, I didn't even start with my DC books. I, re- I read the new Darth Maul book first. Hey, I don't want to have to start breaking out censor noises and censoring books from other companies. All right? I did not no. mention their name. It's another company. You, you, mentioned, you mentioned the name of the book. Yeah, because it's Star Wars related, so it gets a free pass, doesn't it? No, I'm, I'm more inclined. He just, to... hates, he just hates Star Wars. I'm more inclined to censor that than Marvel. Let's be honest here, right now. <clears throat> That's what I was going to say before. My flow macked it up. <laughs> oh, every, everyone at home just got a wonderful visual of uh, Matt and his flame. On... I feel like that that was especially harsh on the audio listeners because at least the the visual people could see that eh, it wasn't that bad, but the audio people. Just, just have a mental picture of it now. Yeah, there was nothing to actually see, but yeah, the, the imagination goes wonder. wonder. It's, the, it's the alien effect. You don't show the monster, and all of a sudden, your your worst possible nightmares are. Wait, hey, what, 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 what year did Alien come out, Pete? Seventy nine. Yeah, what, what year did Jaws come out? Seventy seven. All right, so it's the Jaws effect because Jaws predates Alien. And that is the sound of a Spielberg fanboy, ladies and gentlemen, uh, coming from the distance. <laughs> and that's the sound but of a Scott. He, he may be a, feel, a Spielberg fanboy, but he is still correct. Uh, I'm just saying, you're not going to be Booster Gold to understand how time works. <laughs> I'm tempted to argue with you, Matt, but we're just going to go on a tangent. Just, <laughs> just, long story short, that only happened in Jaws because the puppet was shit and they had to work around it, right? I'm moving on. I'll move it Master on. Master filmmaker. Don't say it. <laughs> uh, he doesn't get that title after I saw Lincoln. He's, he's, he's downgraded. Uh, well, he's... a slight tangent. I watched Saving uh, Private Ryan with adult eyes, and I can't believe, actually, how kind of bad it is. Like, it's a fine movie, but it is... Who? I like the how you... are great. I like how you said uh, through adult eyes, as if thought, like most people who watch it watch it when they're like ten. It's a kids' movie. It's a cheery kid-filled adventure. Well, I watched it at thirteen, when it, you know, when it came out on home release, and it messed me up. But through adult eyes, I was kind of like, I can't watch yeah. this too late because I'm gonna start falling asleep. This is schmaltz, is what you're thinking to yes, yourself. I had to watch exactly. it in three sections. Yeah, it's about right. So, was it a choice yeah, but... or just because you were seeing it in class? Through choice, it just does. Right. I, I'm don't, I can't watch any more of this tonight, and then that happened twice. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. So, so I know I know the faults of my favorite director. You know, so <laughs> you throwing that at me doesn't do anything. Be, be, bounce it off. He's only John Carpenter. There's a point in the in the timeline where you can just look at it and go, everything after this is not as exciting as what was before that point. <laughs> True. 
Because once you get, I mean, Jurassic Park's probably the last like great film he made. Yeah, I want to argue just because it's you, that I have no feet <laughs> to stand on. So, what, what, what would you have argued with? What What would you have? I can't. Yeah, exactly. he's trying, right now. He's like Minority Report, maybe. I'm like, my man, come on. You got Schindler's List, but I've only seen that once for a reason. Oh, uh, so, I was. Oh. That's the same year as Jurassic Park, so I was just kind of. Yeah. So it's the yeah, same yeah. time period, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I was just thinking, like post ninety mid nineties, there was nothing because after Schindler's yeah. List, the next thing I did was Lost World, which let's be honest, isn't that good. No. And then your NT's two thousands and well, Saving Private Ryan and NT's two thousands stuff and Munich. Munich was pretty good. I haven't seen Munich actually. Yeah, you should. It's, it's mm. pretty good. It, it's the highlight of from post ninety three. Sorry, are we on one twenty one here? <laughs> well. You know, Pete, hey. Pete said the, the alien thing, and I had to throw out Jaws. Yeah. I love how I didn't even make a dig at Spielberg. He just took offense. He's like, no, no. <laughs> he did not take offense. Spielberg I did that first. I was actually... You know, there's a difference. <laughs> actually. Actually. Yeah. And for the record, since I mentioned Carpenter, uh, once you're in the 90s, you're out of his, uh, his heyday. Tell me Vampires is an amazing Pete. I enjoy vampires, but it's still not his 80s stuff. Come on now. No, of course not, but I'm just saying, that one... I remember watching that as a kid going, wow, this is the same guy that made Big Trouble. And do you know what, guys? It's okay that we're tangenting about movies for 10 minutes at the start, because we only have eight books, all right? We're, <laughs> we're well within See, This grammars. is exactly why he timestamps the books, so okay. if you <laughs> really just don't care about this rambling nonsense... I mean, I don't know why you would want to skip it, but you could. Hmm. Uh, I do actually want to make, put in a minor point about a movie that's relevant to the yes. the show. Uh, me and Connor oh. watched Justice League Dark. A review of it's up on YouTube. Uh, uh-huh. uh, as an episode of Jigawatts, which I usually do with Matt, but me and Connor watched this one. So, because I because I wasn't being tricked because it's called Justice League Dark, but Batman's front and center on the art. You know, to its like, credit, it's not actually that much Batman in the film. And and this is my problem with that Connor is people bought that going. Oh, Batman teams up with these guys, and then he's not there. I, like, I mean, oh, why is he front and center? Te- I mean, he does team up with those guys. That's not completely missold. He's just not the main character. Uh, anyways, I like, how I, like, was it? I like how Matt's connection is completely like evaporated. When he's okay, trying. I thought that was just his thing with me. No, no that's, that's not just you. It's for me as well. He's went all <laughs> digital sounding, and he's. Went all story. Yeah. Am I good now? No. <laughs> okay. It's kind of slowly coming back in. <laughs> what's your What's your wife doing on the internet, Matt? Like she's uploading lots of data or something. She's She's oh. just watching porn, isn't she? I've been watching YouTube downstairs, but other than that, mm. nothing. Uh. <laughs> so it's like dark. All right. Tell uh, me how much Batman's in it. There's a lot of Batman, to be fair. He's on the team the entire time. It's not like he, he disappears. He's, he's always there, but he's never the focus. Yeah. He's there with that stupid chin guard on his suit, and then Wonder Woman with her awful animated outfit, and then Superman's got the collar. It's all... Yeah, but then you got Zatanna, so it's all good. You got Zatanna, you got Constantine, you got Deadman. Deadman's got a really weird accent. I was not expecting Deadman's voice to be what it was. Yeah. Which was it? Is it just like a like a... It was more comical than you'd expect. It was more like kind of... 
almost like a stand-up comedian from New York would kind of sound. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of how I think, you know, when I read him. It's kind of that little New York-y... I don't know. I always, I always read him as more melancholy than what he sounded like in the movie. Yeah. It was kind of weird. I don't know. Uh, uh, to answer your question, though, how was it? It was uh, a typical DC animated movie, which I think is really forgettable. I liked it a bit more than Pete because I thought the character stuff was pretty good, yeah. and they, they were mostly faithful. And I really liked seeing Edgigan what story are, is it? Is it based off of the Lemire stuff or uh, loosely, very, very loosely? It's kind of. Bit of a bit of mere stuff, a bit of demon knights in there. Okay. Yeah, because Etrigan's a pretty big plot yeah. point in it. Yeah. And demon knights was so good. Well, it was great, wasn't it? One of the best things to come out of the New Fifty Two. Yeah. But yeah. He so, should go read it. So me, me and Connor uh, talked about that for about half an hour. Although, admittedly, I'm going to warn you: about half of that discussion was us just talking about how bad the DC animated line has gotten and why it's gotten bad. <laughs> <laughs> in the last few years so well it seems uh, like they're just pumping them out anymore if, you know. it, it was it was relevant though it's because this this had the same problems as the rest of the line and we were at a point where we noticed that it was the same problems consistently yeah. it just it feels a bit soulless it feels like it's just on an assembly line and they're just kind of yeah. as you say pumping them out so anyway uh yeah yeah so that was that, that was what we did this week. was it better than the killing joke yes Yes Easily. and no. Right. I, Would I watch The Killing Joke again? Not no. a chance. Would I watch this again? Yeah, probably would. At least with The Killing Joke, though, I appreciate... As, as deranged and as much as I disagreed with said vision, there was a vision in The Killing Joke. This one right. had no vision. This was just... Look, checklist, you, checklist of things. Batman Return of the Cape Crusaders was the best film from DC last year. Not even just wow. DC animated, just all of wow. DC last year. Well, Comp- yeah, the competition. Not a lot to work with. Yeah, <laughs> it's not. But it was a legitimately good film, <laughs> unlike almost all of the others. Yeah, the only other thing to note this week is my internet was out for about a day and a half, and it was the chaos. And there's one thing you just don't do to a man, and that's take away his internet. Yeah, and it's because it has a knock-on effect on me as well, because <laughs> we had to record. When it fell, uh, the the time slot that it was out was the worst possible time it could have been out, really. Yeah, yeah. Because it left us with basically double digits worth of stuff to record once it came back. Yeah, we had a lot of TV to catch up on. But we got through pretty much all of it. We still have Arrow left to do because Connor wants to get drunk for that. So he's he's getting drunk later tonight. We're going to watch Arrow together. Doesn't want to, really has to. It's the only way I can get through it. Yeah. There you go. Also, that... we did we did start 121 in flux this week. We did, yeah. We talked about the first Godzilla. Yeah, I mean, uh, we spent so much of this time about movies. I thought we might as well throw it in. <laughs> we'll promote it. Yeah, why not? The, the first Godzilla <laughs> is so dark. I was not ready for how dark it was. Oh yeah, it's so good. Watching the original because even the American version is a little lighter. You know. Yeah, because much they... more of a monster movie. It's not a, a message movie like yeah. Gojira is. So wasn't ready for that. Yeah, yeah, we, we talked about that, we had good fun, and that's going to be a new weekly thing. Sometimes more than once a week, but typically it'll be a weekly thing on the channel. Usually me and Connor, sometimes Matt will be in there, sometimes Tim might jump in. Just depending Basically, on what if we're doing them. a Spielberg movie, Matt's going to be there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, no, you can check that out on the, the YouTube channel, which if you're watching this on YouTube, you're in the right place, you can find all this stuff. 
if you're not, go to Mel Fuzz TV on YouTube. There you go. You found it. Uh, let's talk about books. We've, we've teased them and yeah, let's get there. talked about other stuff long enough, I think. Uh, no comics news this week, which is also why we felt the need to tangent about stuff. Got to have something at the start, haven't we? We do. There has to be some sort of introduction to the show. and that, That'll do. Yeah. But uh, yeah, let's talk about books. Uh, obviously, spoilers for each book as we talk about them, uh, <laughs> typically. Uh, first up, we have Batman issue 16, which is written by Tom King and art by the returning David Finch. This is the start of the new arc. This is I Am Bane, part one. And we had a Batman-themed fast food place in which the three current uh, remaining Robins uh, all order burgers from... Damien's pissed that he's got a Happy Meal, and Batman eats his uh, burger with a knife and a fork. Discuss. I love this. <laughs> yeah. I just, I loved every single bit thought, of this issue. Well, barring maybe the last this page. This is the stuff. But... Yeah. This, uh, this is what King does great. It's the interpersonal stuff. And I'd much rather read this type than what we have been getting. Yeah. Than that's just focused on Batman, because I like, like, I like his sassy Alfred and I like yeah, Sassy Alfred's good. I, I just love anything that we get Dick and Damien together. Oh yeah, uh-huh. I, I love that. I mean, don't get me wrong. I still think I like uh, rooftops and maybe I am suicide more. So far, this is only one issue, but this was a lot of fun. This was a nice change of pace because it had been it's been so yep. brooding and moody and dark. And well, there's a little bit of this in at the end because you know, obviously Batman, Batman, like Bruce is a complete dick in this issue because he's worried about Bane uh-huh. coming for them and all and damaging them, and. He's a proper dick, but other than that, it is such a fun issue. Everything else is just fire and comedy off and all cylinders. Uh, other than rooftops, which I'm not sure about, this is uh, also this I definitely prefer over all of I Am Suicide. All right, all right. Uh, we got a couple. Oh, again, it's hard to judge because one issue into I Am Suicide, I was down. Like, well, I, I, yeah, I just mean this oh. issue versus what I, any issue from that arc. I prefer this. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, that... I, I like the style of that uh, more. Obviously, the art, I think, was better. Although Finch is still doing the, the best Finch stuff that I've seen great. Finch do. It's still his faces are a little awkward. I think they're always... Yeah. Faces look a little rushed. Yeah, so and... there's a... Yeah, I think that's just a style. It is. Anymore. I just accept it. Like, this is what you're going to get with Finch. Yeah, yeah. so the, the issue starts with this weird assassination attempt where... Uh, uh, Tiger jumps in and helps out Batman. I, I really like these few pages because there was no dialogue for uh, a good few of them. Yeah, and I had no idea what was going on, though. I had to go back and read it like four times. Really? Yeah, just because I was like, wait, why is why is Tiger attacking Batman? Like, you know? No, I, but, I got it. I mean, I know it was meant to kind of look at that at first, but it's obviously like a, a little twist that yeah. he's actually protecting him from the... Uh, yeah, 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 but... Until I got to the next page, I was like, why? What, did I miss something? Am I missing a page here? Mm. And then, yeah. And then when I got it, and I was like, well, I just wasted four reads. Yeah. <laughs> going back over it, was like, it was so simple. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it's worth going to the next page first and just seeing if they clarify mm. it before you go back and yeah. obsess over it. Uh, so uh, before we move on, so obviously after that scene, it sets up the whole, uh, he's, like, he's going to use Psycho Pirate to help uh, Gotham Girl. It's going to take a week or whatever, he says. Uh, so we get to the the Bat Burger, the restaurant. I want. I'm going to. I'm on the page here with the menu. I just want to read out mm. the menu for your amusement and just thoughts. Mm. Obviously, all the burgers are bat related because he's obviously the main character, and that's the thing. We got Bat Burger, Bat Burger Deluxe, Bat Bat Burger Deluxe Oversized, 
Bat Night Meals. Well, the kids' menu. The kids, obviously. Yeah, yeah. We have Night Wings. So good. We have no, no, no. Never trust wings from a fast food establishment. We I'm have. Not, I'm not saying I'd eat them. I'm saying they deserve yeah. props for the name. We well, have I'm Robin Nuggets. We have KGBLT. <laughs> I like that one. So good. Yeah, that we one's have, that one's good. We have Riddle Me Fish. We have Killer. <laughs> Which is it? Fish. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's how they get out of the lawsuits. Uh, exactly. Uh, Killer Crookie. <laughs> uh, uh, Monsieur, sorry. Uh, Two-Face Sandwich. <laughs> and uh, Ivy Salad. And then in sort of like written over it says not poison. Just to let people know that it's, yeah. it's not going to poison them. Oh, dear. Uh, yes. Do you want to jokerize those fries? And do you want to jokerize those fries? Yeah. Which is not larging them, it's actually adding a seasoning to give it some space. Yeah. 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 Just pointing those out. Uh, so every part of this was. And uh, I love how they give Jason crap for getting the jokerized fries. Yeah. So, like, yeah. out of anybody, he should it's stay like, away from like, these. Like, as he says, it's like, I, I know I shouldn't yeah. after the crowbar, but. Yeah. I love them. Yeah, and then the running gag where uh, Damien's like, oh, this better not be a red hood. This better not be a red no. hood. Oh, it's a red hood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just like what they're like, going to kill you again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all, all this uh, stuff's great. Obviously, I, I love that Duke's kind of like, no, I'm going to respect the Batman and respect his wishes to leave the city and not get interfere. And like, I love how all the Robins are like, nerd. Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah. This is what being a Robin is. We're going to not listen yeah. to him. This He's is like, what we're here for. Job. I'm not a bloody Robin then, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. He's a lark. God, you sounded so English there. I really did. I noticed after I said it. Good job, it's not, not intentional. Good job I'm not a bloody Robin, innit? Oh, <laughs> yeah. uh, dear. It's not uh, intentional. That's more like a squire, right? Yeah, dear. Robin, British Robin? No, nothing. All right. I got it. I got it. I got it. Nothing to see here. Come on. Ah, yeah. This was just so much fun. I enjoyed the Catwoman scene. It goes back. It goes over because the signals on. He goes to see who's there. He's thinking, obviously, it's going to be Gordon. It ends up being Catwoman. Uh, I like this scene on its own. I do think it's a bit weird that this scene's in this issue immediately after the last two parter, where the whole point was she left at the end. Well, she left him at the end. That's how I always took that. Yeah, but she calls him back in this one. Yeah. yeah. So I never took it that she was leaving Gotham. I think she just said, told him she was leaving so he'd stop hunting. Oh, right, okay. But we all know he's not going to because that's what he does. She runs, he chases. That was up two issues. No, it was just it was, the, the, head. It was the end when she said to Alfred that, you know, tell him it was the street or whatever and she, she yeah. it, just, it felt like a goodbye for a while I just I thought there'd be an arc between her coming back but I'm not complaining because the scene's good and I like Catwoman yeah. but I also thought Finch's count and just her first panel looks a little bit weird mm-hmm. yeah I don't know what it is but she just the looks posing. a bit off it might yeah. be the posing her arm maybe I will say this about Finch's art though like as much as I've never typically liked it I do think the, the Iron Gotham and then this it's kind of like, yeah, there's like some stuff to nitpick, there's some stuff to complain about, but it's like a solid 7.5 still. Maybe an 8. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's e- good. Even that following page, yeah. there's uh, Batman talking to Catwoman. It's it's kind of angled upwards. Hmm. Batman mm-hmm. looks great. And then a little bit further down, you got uh, Jim and the cops breaking through the door with it's... the guns out. It looks fantastic. Yeah. I mean, it's more refined than his stuff in like Forever Evil, where he was just drawing every character. Like, yeah. I, th- I think it's better when he's 
you know, reined in, and he only has to draw Batman, you know. And, and he's got and the, the time others. to work on it. Yeah. You know, obviously, he's had a few months and to get ahead of all this, and I think he's doing a pretty yeah. good job. Yeah. And especially after seeing Capullo being, like, the only artist for the longest time, I kind of like that we get breaks. Like, yeah. we can enjoy Finch, and then Janin comes in, and, and then we get some guest artists. And Do you know what I like especially nice about this? Is I like that more so with this one than the other double shipping books, is this one's actually... Because as much as I love all the arts in Green Arrow, I really wish they yeah. did what this did, in the sense that they say, right, this artist is for this arc, and this entire yep. arc is the one artist. Yep. I think that was the original plan for most books. It just kind of got swept away pretty quickly. Yeah, but for some reason, Batman's held that. It's held held that the entire time. Well, so is Flash. Flash has too. No, it's not. Gio Domenico, though. Like, he's he's covered all of his arcs. He comes in for arcs, yeah. He didn't finish the first arc. He didn't do all the issues in the first arc. No, No, Goose came in for an issue. He did it's because right. it was a stupidly long arc, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not, I'm right. not, you know, yeah. I'm not blaming him. This, I'm it's just because he did no, the rebirth right. one as well. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. that's what's. Don't get me wrong. He did like he did like five in a row. Don't get me wrong, but he did take a break yeah. for a couple and then fin- came back and finished it. Yeah, uh, but Batman, they've done a really good job of making sure that they've uh, done this. So, uh, yeah. So obviously, Gordon comes out and Batman has a kind of a little, for, forgive the pun, catty moment with uh, Gordon, where Gordon like. He's like, you could have helped us catch Catwoman. She got away there. Because obviously they still think she's a criminal and needs to be taken in. Right. And he's like, you're right. I could have. And I'm like, this, is, this goes back to me thinking, because between this and then the scene with the uh, the Bat restaurant, like I'm like, Bruce, you're being such a dick in this issue. But I like it, because he he's in the place where he's he's worried about stuff. After Tim as well, Like he's, I, I get why he's like this. He's, he's in a really anxious bad place. Batman. This is how I'm going to take it from now on. When Batman's anxious, he's he's Miller's Batman. He's just yelling and rageful, you know. That's okay though, he's, because that makes sense. Yeah, and yeah. But when he's when he's more relaxed, he's you know, everyone else is Batman. And, and when he's horribly fun. written, he's Zack Snyder's Batman. Oh, well, let's not. I'm not even that. sure that deserves to be called Batman. <laughs> no. Oh, Murder Man then. Uh, so I think Batman the, slaughter. Is I think what that is. the legit only thing that I. Th- we probably all have a bit of an issue with. Although I think Matt hates it the most. Mm-hmm. I think yes. Connor hates it a fair amount. I dis I dislike I, it. And... I wouldn't say I hate it. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say I hate it either. I I like the visual and I like the message. My only complaint about it is that the way it's presented is a cliffhanger. Like we're supposed to think this it is a possibility. It just feels hokey, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Whereas, so the last page. So uh, Bruce is taking a Gotham girl down into the cave mm-hmm. to start a treatment or whatever, and they go down there and they find. What looks like the bodies of Dick, Jason, and uh, Damien. Damien, yeah. I was, I was looking at. I was like, he looks really tall for Damien. Maybe he's grown up. He's thirteen now. He's getting big. I don't it. know. You, you, the thing is, he's his head's at the same height because it's hanging, but his feet are a lot higher up. True. True. He looks bigger than they used to, though. Like, I, I think of Damien here's, as being a here's my thing. Little munchkin. If Bane had done this, there's no way Damien would be in one piece. Because as a little guy, I don't care how much venom Bane's on. <laughs> He ain't stopping until he's missing limb, yeah. limbs, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Like, so, so all three of them are hanging from the ceiling, you know, uh, from the seas, and it says it's written on their chest, I on one, I'm on the other, and then Bane on the last one. Uh, so he's sort of announcing his entrance. Now, so there's one of two possibilities here, really, right? Either it's not really them, it's just like a message, and they've just been made to look like them, or it is them, but they're not dead, and it's, again, a message. You're missing a, a key part here. Yes. It's it's from the Psycho Pirates mask. 
it brings out the emotions. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah, okay, sure. And this is his biggest worry right now. And he's taking Gotham Girl in there. That's why ah. I don't buy it as the as the cliffhanger. Because ah, well, the first I... page of the next issue is going to be, oh, the mask is affecting me. I get that. And I feel the same way. It's like, yeah, it's going to be resolved in one, one page. And oh. it's something that I've kind of gotten used to, especially on oh. this double shipping all right. Hold on, let, let Pete have yeah. his moment. Okay, first of all, I feel silly for not thinking of that. That's actually quite good. <laughs> Secondly, uh, that actually completely resolves my issue then of it being a cliffhanger. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't mind that being the cliffhanger now if that's what the resolution is going to be. Well, this is where I am. It's like, I don't mind it because it's just that's how these comics are at the minute, but it still annoys me a little bit that it has to be treated like a cliffhanger. It's... I think it's, it is very typical. I don't, I don't feel like this is worse than, say... A lot of other cliffhangers I've read in comic books. Over it's not, but I feel years. like uh, we we point out that they're annoying every time these happen. So I'm going to point out on this one as well. It's only well, fair. See, I I put it up there with the Alfred shooting on the plane and All Star. I think that was oh, worse. It's not like, that bad. Oh yeah, I think that was worse. Like, I think it, to me it's on the same level because I'm just like oh, I think I think that well, no, and then, nothing's going to come from this. I I think that no. and then the the cliffhanger at the end of the second. Issue or whatever the one was in the, the, the you know the, the mansion, the, the cave, yeah, yeah. That those two I think are way worse than this. This one at do, least has some emotional weight to it. This has some. Do, no, do you know what makes this better on a much more simple level? Matt has already told us like why, why this is. You, you already know what it is. It's the set up for and, it. Yeah, the setup and there's a there's a clear reason of what it's going to be. Yes, it's going to be resolved in half a page, but it's that's not nowhere. Okay. Yeah, it's not. I know there is something for it. It's just a story beat. If this was in the trade, you wouldn't even think about it. Whereas with the the Alfred one in in All Star, it it's just I, there for the sake of it. Whereas it's, this, it's there for shock. Yeah, this is there for the shock value of the final page yeah. for anyone who doesn't put it together. But it, it, there is a clear resolution. Whereas that one didn't have one, which is why it was worse. Well, I just like the way that they telegraph the mask. It's right there in the page before. And it has like that glowing aura to it, so I'm just kind of like, I don't know, I don't, I don't feel like it's a good cliffhanger. Where's even where's, at the emotional level? Matt, where's the mask in the page before? The, there was a page, maybe it was a couple pages before, but it's uh, when they're talking about Gotham Girl, and it has, and the he mansion. has the mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please don't. I did read this late at night. Please don't tell me I made that up. Uh, I, can't, I, don't, I don't see it in any of the pages in the mansion. I'm looking through them right now. I don't see it. <laughs> oh, man. See, this is why I didn't get, get this idea, right? I'm not no. just a moron. <laughs> well, I, I, I thought it was possible because that's where he was going anyway. Yeah, you know, I, I get why it's a possibility, and I actually quite like it. Uh, and and like dialogue-wise, that's what they were talking about on the pages before, taking it there down to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I gotta I, find this now. I'm I'm looking and I'm, I'm not seeing this mask anywhere. Uh, I'm getting the digital issue up. Because <laughs> <laughs> I gotta find it now. You guys carry on. Um, well, we're kind of wrapping up anyway because that's the end of the issue. I will say this though, at least, unlike the Alfred thing as well, I think this at least makes for a cool visual. Like at the very least, you, you turn the page and it's like, oh, that's like that is pure visual storytelling. Whereas the Alfred one, it was a speech bubble that told us what was going on. And, and like I said, I still don't really like it because it is just there for the, the the shock value of this issue. But as soon as you get to the next one, it's completely irrelevant. Yeah, but I, 
That's why I don't get pissed about cliffhangers unless it's one like that All Star Batman one where it just feels like it's not justified. Yeah, well, well, it's, I'm not pissed. It's just it's annoying every time that they feel like they have to have it because mm. they have to have something to end an issue on like this, and I'm just I'm tired of that. I think. Yeah. But overall, I, I really like this issue. <laughs> I like this. This I like the start. I think uh, it's nice to have those silent pages. Finch getting to to prove it, himself to you know that his return. I agree. And I, with I, a bit of action because he doesn't really get that anywhere else. I think the uh, the silent. I, I like any silent start to an issue. It just draws you in. Uh, yeah. Sets the mood because mm-hmm. it's all art, and then it lets you get to the the meat of the story later. And Matt is yeah. frantically searching through this entire book. What? Oh man. I imagine this then. Yeah, is it honestly? I remember Matt, seeing a mask. I don't think I remember in, seeing it an entire issue. Never mind the end. But I could be wrong about that. I'm not yeah. going to put any money on that. Well, but. if it wasn't at the end, it'd be at the start, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and it's not there. So where did I get this from? <laughs> well, it looks like Psycho Pirates putting stuff in your head no, as well. No more Batman before bed. That's the <laughs> that's the the lesson to be learned. Because usually I hold off this book until relatively late in the week. But being that we didn't have much to read, I made it one of the first ones so I could be part of the conversation uh, in Mild Fuzz. So, you know, I read through it maybe Wednesday night. And I, man, I remember seeing that mask. Yeah, I, I read there. it. I read it super early. So I think I was tired as well. So I, lo- I loved it when I got to the last page. I immediately went, oh, obviously this is fake. But I never went yeah. to it. It's a vision from uh, Psycho Pirate's mask. Yeah. I just went to, oh, they're either well, not then- real... That you know what that was that was the deep recesses of my DC knowledge going. <laughs> yeah, the mask is there. You just don't see it. Yeah. You you got this. You gotta go to sleep. Don't worry about it. <laughs> how how stupid are we all going to feel if next issue? Oh no, all three of them are dead. That's just a new status quo. <laughs> well, the fact that it would affect multiple of books that I like, yeah, not so much the Jason one. I know. What about like, what about poor Connor? Nightwing, Super Sun, <laughs> Nightwing. <laughs> Super Sons, like Red Hood, the stuff in Batgirl where where uh, Nightwing shows up. Red Hood, like stop mentioning. Connor, I'm not god awful shite. I'm not. I'm not doing it this time. You you paid your penis, <laughs> penance, penis. <laughs> Pen- uh, What's most pen? Is that posh for penis, Matt? Go on. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Penis. It's just it's like it is in a French accent. Yeah. Is it? It's yeah. penis. Penance. Uh, I've, I don't remember that word. Uh, anyways. Uh, dear. Anything else on Batman before we move on, fellas? No. I'm, I'm surprised how positive Matt is again on this. I it's was nice. expecting, even though it is a change of pace and it is different to. Well, it's better than. Yeah, it's better than what I have been reading. And I like when you get the dynamic <sighs> of constant, the Batman. See, see the salt that comes from Matt when he has to mention the past issues when I've been really enjoying the past issues I, I've actually grown to really love King's Ark I've been really getting into it ever since uh, I Am Suicide I've, I've loved the last like seven eight issues of this. I, I actually preferred the first arc over I Am Suicide well but... that, just, that just shows how diverse the opinions are and we're not all the same and that's good for discussion yeah but overall King's killing it yeah no I, I, I'm enjoying King stuff now I think yeah. I like det- I like Detective more but I think Nate Batman's given me something very different to Detective and I appreciate having both of them definitely it's definitely not my least favourite Batman book I'll, I'll give it some faint praise it's not the worst thing that I've been reading uh, right okay I was let's... trying to think what it was and then I remembered yeah. obviously it's all star batman i forgot uh, that existed for a minute i'll be honest yeah, yeah, yeah. and that'll take us on to 
cut it right in the middle of my sentence. It's so rude. So, so rude. <laughs> that will take us on to Superman. Issue 16. Written by Pierre Dupassi and Patrick Leeson and an art by Tony S. Daniel and Clay Mann. Yeah. Hefty, hefty. This is, this is going to be an argumentative one. I can feel it. Yeah. Uh, 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 why would it be an argumentative one, Connor? What makes you say that? Because this is the first issue of the run I have finished and felt disappointed after I read it. Um, it's funny, because I'm kind of in a similar wavelength to you, although I've been kind of the opinion that this arc, Multiplicity, has been my least favourite of the run. And I've kind of had that opinion the last couple of weeks. I mean, I've, I've liked them, I've had their moments, but yeah. they've not been... You've been like that from day one, yeah. since, since the first issue. And this issue for me, I agree with, I think, what Connor's going to say about it, plus it has the general feelings I've had. So for me, it is kind of like, yeah, it's not that great an issue. Uh, See, I think I'm more disappointed with it than you are because obviously you weren't yeah. as into it already yeah. as I am. So, whereas I'm like, oh, I'm glad no. this is over. We can get back to Superman and Son now. <laughs> I'm no just like, see Damn it, it's over. Three issues. Yeah, three issues wasn't enough no. to unpack all of this. So I will give it there. But I feel like there was no middle. I got two issues of build up yep. and then I got an ending. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why I'm disappointed. That's like, it. Where, where's the rest of my story? That said, Tomasi and Gleason told a crisis-level story in three issues. Which and that, that's, that's, that's kind the of the problem, isn't yeah. it? That, <laughs> that's that the you need more issues. You need at least, yeah. like, five. What, what I really needed, and I, I felt I, this way from the start, is I really need time to get to know some of these other characters to make me... Because, I mean, in this issue... Yeah. Uh, Should have read more verses, bro. Uh, Racer. <laughs> I tried! I read, I read three of it, and it was... Okay, but I managed to read the entire damn thing again. Well, like, you, like, again. Yeah, but I thought it was a chore. It was taking me like yeah. half an hour to get through one issue. Yeah, you got to the end of certain issues. Like, okay, let me just read the next one, and then I'll finish. All right, let me get to the next one. <laughs> P wasn't doing that. P was like, let me finish this, and I'll never read it again. <laughs> you know, like... Let me finish this, and then I can go to sleep. I just... Yeah, I think that Prophecy was a weak villain, all things considered. Yes. Because we still don't know the motivations... But again, this has, I think, a lot to do with what Superman Reborn is, because... Oh, by far, the the, the best part of this issue was the tease at the yeah. end when we see Mr. Oz, and it's yeah. like, oh, what's going on? Rebirth stuff. Yeah, well, right, so I feel like they were handcuffed a little bit by that and the, you know, deciding to do it in three issues. But I, there's some really great Superman moments in this one, so... And there I'm, is, I'm, I'm not going to argue that. Like, individually, yeah. there is great stuff in this issue, but it just doesn't satisfy the overall story, which is a yeah. real problem for and me. And they, they make this big deal with, uh, is, it, is it Rad Racer, the speedster from the other Earth? Red, Red Racer. Red Racer, yeah, Rad Racer. <laughs> they should have called him Rad Racer. Uh, he, he has to build a ship that can travel to, you know, match the, the music yeah. of the other ship. <clears throat> and it'll yep. take him, like, was it thousands, millions of years, whatever he said it was. Thousands. Well, it took Nixio Toe in a thousand years to assemble all the parts, but yeah. they have the blueprints, they know what they're doing. So, so. He, so he goes at super speed and builds it, but doing so kills him, and it's that, that sad moment when, you know, he's being carried at the end of it, and he's, like, giving his life so they can go and save all it's the Superman. It's not a crisis unless the Flash dies. That's yeah. just okay. but But the problem with it was, I'm like, yeah, but I barely know who this guy is, and I, I get the sacrifice, but I don't really feel much because I don't really... I feel like... Because you didn't read Multiversity. That's not an excuse. Kind of is when this is essentially a sequel to it. No, essentially does not count it's, as a sequel. It's not a sequel. Well, I just, I'm just looking at it with all the red skies, with the Flash dying, 
with Superman having these big, huge moments that only Superman can have. And no, it's just like an homage to all the crises, you know? It is. No, so, that is what it is, but it's it's, it's not enough know, issues. Uh, I didn't really care about a lot of the other characters. I just cared about our Superman more, so, more than anything. So I just plugged in to that, to where, you know, you get these moments, and then Prophecy is just kind of like the anti-monitor, and with the power of Superman and hope and whatever, they bring him down. Although that's really not what happens, because we see Oz at the end pulling the strings still. Kind of like with Doomsday. I'm not saying I can respect what you're saying there because you're right. It is just crisis yeah. in a nutshell. But mm-hmm. as as much as I enjoy what that is, it's not enough on its own feet to to stand apart and and tell a story. It was like I said, it was a it was a beginning which I was really loving. It was like, oh, this is building up to something great. I'm I'm really digging this. Yeah. For two issues, it's like, oh, okay, this is getting to the meat of it now. At the end of the last issue, and and then it was just over. I was like, wait, that, that that's it. Yeah. I just can't I didn't fathom what, what happened to the rest of it. Yeah, I didn't pay attention to this being the conclusion when, you know, you're looking at the solicits and whatnot. Well, and I, I didn't realize it. until like just before I yeah. read it. Or I was like, oh, hang on, this is the conclusion. That's mm-hmm. weird. And yeah. I don't know, I feel like another... I mean, Reborn's not till March, March. right? Yeah, March. So they this... Another, what, we got another issue before two. that starts? Two. Another two issues? Two. Right. Oh no, one. So, this is the first one, yeah. February. So another yeah, one. Yeah, another one. Yeah. Uh, so we'll have one of the. We'll have I like feel, a fair issue. Yeah. I feel like it, if it is, if it is a, a a build up to reborn, then I guess okay, fine, you had to. That's, if it is just like a fair is. issue and it is just its own thing entirely, I'm gonna be kind of annoyed because no matter how good that fair issue was and how good this one might be. That could have been an issue for this story, and and just done a four issue arc and made it Decompress much it. better. Yeah. See, bit, yeah. I get that, but part of me is just happy to be out of it. That I'll, if I get a fair issue, yeah. I will be happy with but that. If, if you'd had a, if you'd had a, a middle to this story and got a more satisfying rounded story, would you not have just enjoyed it more overall, and you wouldn't be feeling this way? If I was feeling this before issue three. Well, yeah, because you got yeah. you you only had the build up, and then you got an ending. If you'd had a middle to kind of give you the feeling as well. I don't think so, though, Connor, because this, this Morrissey stuff turns Pete off. We, we know yeah. it already. Yeah. So, you know, he was already, you know, coming in from a, it, it, from a hole. Yeah, it, it glosses over all these extra... Like, I love alternate universe stuff when you actually spend the time to focus on what makes them different and get to know them a little bit more. But like, I was presented with all these characters. I was like, okay, I, think I get the, the broad concepts you're giving me here, but... I'm not really catching them. So the, the the things I loved the most about the last couple of issues, it was our Superman when he sacrifices himself as I am Superman. It was moments like that where I'm like, yes, that, this is my guy. Like, and I also feel reading it like Prophecy was supposed to be the anti-monitor just with the MO of destroying these worlds, looking for an energy source, right, to fight whatever's coming. You know, mm-hmm. is that in Manhattan? Like, what is coming yeah, well, that, that he needs to wipe out Earth's to get a Superman, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So there was a lot of breadcrumbs there that, again, I'm just looking... I'm not looking at this as a proper arc. This is definitely a a bridge arc to Reborn, you know, with action and all that, because all that weird stuff that's been going on there with Doomsday and, and Oz. and Where else have we seen Oz pop up in Superman? It was Doomsday. It was... Rebirth. Are we, are we counting that? I mean, obviously it wasn't Superman yeah. in the book, but yeah, 
Um, you know, so I, th- I think it's interesting here at the end when he is talking to Prophecy, who he's now captured. Which, by the way, I will say that I love the, the look of this last page. Uh, yeah. It's gorgeous. It's the only page of, of the book where I think that. Because for the most of it, I feel like the art is kind of rushed. Yeah. Well, that's what yeah, Daniel... So the Daniel stuff really sticks out. Because then the man stuff looks like Daniel, but not quite. Yeah, and Daniel's know? stuff is not up to his usual standard either, no. I don't think. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the but stuff, that last page is great. The other stuff I did like was uh, Clark and Keenan uh, bonding. Yeah. That was fun stuff. Them getting some food together and... Uh, uh, at the end. Shanghai, that was pretty cool. Uh, but what I think is interesting about the Oz stuff at the end is he's he's talking to uh, Prophecy and he's saying how oh, I, I admire you're trying to fight back against the unknown and your impending doom, mm-hmm. but your methods were wrong and you weren't in the right place or the right time. Yeah. You know, like really interesting insinuations there. Uh, right. So that made me want to go back, just that page, go back and reread that once we've seen yeah, more it, it of Mr. Oz. the final word. He says, uh, you were in the, the wrong place at the wrong time with a method that was quite unsound. Unsound? And that unsound is bolded. Unsound? What could <sighs> unsound mean? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not entirely sure. Well, we had that whole thing that the universe is on different frequencies, frequencies. Yeah. and stuff. So I just, him pulling, so the way I always looked at Morrison setting up the different Earths and whatnot is New Earth's like the keystone, right, at the bottom, or like at an inverted pyramid. So anything happens to New Earth, it causes ripple effects to all the others. I so think I feel the way like he did it on his multiversity map was New Earth was, was in the center. Yeah. It ripples outwards. Well, because, yeah, because you have the Ori of Worlds, right? Yeah. They all, at the, the main headquarters, the, what's that, the Hall of Heroes, yeah, and and so I what prophecy was doing to me was going to all these different ones that weren't exactly connected mm. and pulling pieces. But it's when he came to New Earth to get Keenan that was basically his undoing. Was he started meddling where he shouldn't have been meddling at that point in time? You know, because it brought the attention of this anomaly Superman from from original Earth. Well. Earth Classic, is that what we decided to call it? You know, you have New Earth, Earth Classic. Oh, why not? Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, and so, you know, I took that's what it meant with the unsound, you know, just play back into the whole... Yeah, that, that would work. Sound even form, but it's just, again, more of the Mr. Oz stuff. It, it might be feel... one of those things that just makes more sense. Like when we actually read more about Mr. Oz, we see what event yep. he comes into play which might just be superman reborn like when we go back and reread this oh well unsound means something a bit more to us because yeah yeah we'll, we'll have down the road also looking at that page it says next got milk which makes me think yeah it's going to be one of those standalone fair issues isn't yep. it because well, we also know well we also already knew something was going on with the milk because of um the friend's grandpa yeah what's her name he was talking about something was affecting the milk at his yeah, dairy yeah. farm so, uh, we'll con- see. Continuity. You got, you got to remember the milk. The milk is oh, vital to all this. <laughs> Obviously. Vital. In fairness, I probably read Superman closer than most people. So, you know. <laughs> How many times have you read through, like, reread through this already, Matt? I only have, I've thumbed through it. I didn't read it all the way through. But I went and looked. Because, again, like, I also like Super Demon. Like, that's such a great concept. You have a magical earth. 
Yeah, Etrigan's the Superman character. Like, mm. such a weird concept to me that I like it. So, but yeah. All right, uh, that's Superman. That'll take us on to Justice League issue 14 with writing and art by Brian Hitch. Uh, that's why I had. Uh-huh. That's why I had two issues off because he was uh, writing and drawing this one. Um, I will say this: uh, this issue starts off, and I'm like, "Oh, this is just a weird Independence Day knockoff with an alien ship, sort of Death Star-looking thing appearing in the sky, and everyone looking up at it." Just as like complete with Star Wars reference. Complete with, we'll get to the Star Wars reference. Yeah, yeah. But the actual issue, I thought it was going to be all this big action, them trying to stop this big thing. It was actually, 90% of it was them just trapped in like a cave underneath where they got sort of buried from uh, all the rubble of being blasted from it. And yeah. it was it was just an issue of the Justice League talking when they're all just had their asses kicked. To the point where even when it cuts to where the action should be at the end, it just brushes over it. It's like, nope, you don't need to see that. It yeah, because it wasn't the point. Yeah, the point was them bonding uh, in the middle of the issue. And honestly, I mean, I think it's clunky. Brian Hitch isn't a great writer. But I have to admit, I do like a lot of the conversations they uh, go through. I agree. The The dialogue's a bit clunky, but his heart's in the right place in this issue. Yeah, because they start, cause they, they're talking about, oh, we're not a team, we don't trust each other. And it's like, oh, someone's not brought up the, the red and blue elephant in the room. And Superman's like, they're t- you're talking about me. And like, well, duh. <laughs> and uh, how he's, he's new. And like, I think it's uh, Aquaman says, oh, but you're only on the team because Batman wants to keep an eye on you. And then Superman brings up the whole uh, Tower of Babel stuff. He's like, oh, Batman's got a kryptonite ring to take me out, and he's got information on all of you. And they're all like, do you? And he's like, of course. <laughs> I'm Batman. And, and then he's like, well, and they're like, oh, well, you're going to tell us where all this information is? And he's like, no, nah, you got to trust me. Yeah. Um, and it's just... Which they call him out on, to be fair, him saying they got they got to trust him when he's literally the whole point is that he doesn't trust any of them. Yeah. Uh so in that sense, it's actually quite a good. Bo- like I ended up thinking, oh, I actually like this issue way more than I thought it was in the first couple of pages. It's, it it came around on you, didn't it? Yeah, it was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. And it was about trust. It was about Superman bonding with the group, and it was them saying, all right, we can't just be a group of heroes now. We actually have to work as a team. We have to function as a cohesive unit. And there's a lot of little bonding moments where they're asking each other if they're okay. You know, uh, Jessica and Flash have a little moment. Uh, the, the the others have some moments and all that. And it just, you know, Superman talking about his old Earth and about how his Justice League worked together and how him and Batman didn't trust each other at first, but eventually in time they did. It was just like, yeah, yeah I was touching upon a lot of the a lot of the right things, even if the writing was a bit clunky. And it's about them deciding to be a team. And at the end, that's why it skips over the action, because that's not the important part. The important part is, no, they're functioning as a team now. Yeah, it was to the point where... I was still surprised even when I got to the end of the issue. I thought it was going to go like... Because I knew I was getting to the end just because mm. of how much I'd read. And I thought it was going to go, okay, and next issue will be all the action. Yeah. And it just just wasn't. I was like, oh, that was a pleasant surprise. He didn't fall into that trap. No. That said, I really don't think Hitch... I'm not a big fan of his art in general, mm. but he's definitely better when he does action than just this sitting around talking. It oh, does yeah. not play to his strengths at yeah, all. Yeah, we need someone with better facial expressions to uh, do the art, I think. There was a there's a panel where obviously they're all down there, they're kind of sort of injured and there's a panel where Aquaman's lying down, like holding his side. It's mm. like it's comical. <laughs> but I, I had to just uh, if you can find it, it's about uh, halfway just on just before halfway, about t- ten pages maybe in. I'm on the hunt. I'm on the hunt. Hold on. 
I have loading. He's in the uh, the bottom left panel. It's um. He's talking about what is he talking about? Um. It's it's the page where Jessica's asking oh, I Barry it. if he's I found okay. It. I found it. Uh, yes, his face is a bit. He's just like it's like he's meant to be lying in pain, like he's going ah, ah but he's just <laughs> giving this speech. Yes, it's uh, it's it's not a good looking face. I'll, I'll I'll say that. The whole pose just feels off. Like why is he lying like that? The faces are very inconsistent. There's a couple of times uh, where Jessica looks really weird. It's just the next page that the. the, the the page in the middle. It looks like she has buck teeth for no reason. Yeah, yeah the second you're right. panel. It's just I don't know. There's a lot of weird things. Yeah, Hitch is not a great face artist. He's uh, not, and I I'm not a massive fan of his action stuff either. But I can at least understand why people do like it. But this just didn't play to his strengths at all, and I, I don't understand why this is the issue he chose to draw. Either he just wanted to, or it was just a sort of look of the draw type thing, where it wasn't... It was decided yeah, just through scheduling rather than because he was the best person for it. That's the only thing I can think of. But I will say this, it, it was... For for the stuff that comes up in that conversation, for the team bonding and for them like bringing up, oh yeah, Superman's not our Superman, we have to talk about him. And Superman even has that thing, like for all intent and purposes, I'm him and he was me. We are the same person with different lives. So yeah. let's start acting like it. And it was probably the best issue of this book, at least by Hitch. By Hitch, yes. <laughs> Written yeah. by Hitch, this was definitely the best issue of the book. Yeah. The d- d- did need clarifying because yeah. obviously Seedley stuff was still better. <laughs> uh, Matt, are you tempted at all to read this issue? <laughs> nope. All right. I I'm not falling for that trap. I thought no. you might be. I thought it's it's really actually not a bad issue. It's pretty decent, and it's standalone as well. Yeah. So you, you wouldn't feel compelled to read the next one or read back the way around like that it's just completely on its yeah. own like I, said, I really like the ideas and the conversation in general I just he could do with a script doctor just to, to go over the dialogue yeah and a different artist and that too yeah basically just change everything about it and <laughs> <laughs> keep the idea just just leave him as co-writer essentially he can plot yeah, let, let him plot and let someone else. Like, if this write was an it. issue, like the the plotting and the ideas that he's done here are really great. It's just really hampered by his dialogue and his art in this in this issue. So you know, yeah, take it or leave it. And there you go. That that is a positive, somewhat positive review. It's the most positive we've been in a while on anything of, of uh, Justice League. No cold snap though. Oh, we should mention the Star Wars reference actually, because I promised we would. Uh, I actually have a complaint about this. Not the Star Wars reference itself, because I actually thought it was really funny. Because uh, Batman basically says, wait a minute, the Death Star had that long runway with the opening at the end. And his, yeah. his point is, is that this thing must have a weakness, because it's like a big Death Star. But my, my problem, and the, the funny thing was uh, afterwards, it was like, wait, Flash just made a Star, uh, Batman just made a Star Wars reference? We ha- so, so, Cyborg, did you record that? We need to play that at the Christmas party. You know, uh, funny stuff. Uh, uh, and I appreciate that. What I didn't like about the reference, though, is just at the end of the bubble, uh, Batman says, am I right? And I, I know it can be read in a different context, but it, it just I, I can't help but read that as a, am I right? It feels really patronising. It does. Like the way he says it, it's like, am I right? Come on, you know I'm right, I'm always right. Just, just, just go with me, guys. It just doesn't feel like a line that Batman would say. 
doesn't. I mean, arguably the, the reference itself doesn't, but that's the point, that's the joke. It's just that last sentence feels really out of character. It did. And like the reference itself was a surprise from Batman, but it, it works because at least he's got a point in what he's saying. He's trying to yeah, yeah, yeah. convey it in the simplest way he can. Yeah, and you have the Flash reacting properly. He's like, wait, did he just make a Star Wars reference? This is Batman we're talking about here. Yeah. He eats his burgers with a knife and fork. Come on. <laughs> Batman doesn't watch Star Wars. <laughs> Batman watches Flash Gordon. You know? Like... Alfred definitely like slapped him around a bit and went, look, you're watching Star Wars. I don't think so. Nah, Alpha's no. more of a Star Trek man. Yeah. Yeah, he probably is. Yes. Yes. All right, that's <laughs> that's. Second Alfred ever took Batman to the movies. Well, after his parents well, got he killed. Well, can't. No. <laughs> after yeah. a movie, probably not. Home uh, theater. He had a, a theater installed in the mansion. Yeah, that'd be I mean, a, I'm, you know. I'm just saying, like Alfred's a, a an actor. He has a love for. For performance, true, true. Uh, maybe he'd really try and yeah. encourage Bruce. Well, I mean, it's like a hey, lot. I know your parents got Connor, shot, but come yeah, on. yeah. Take you take a twelve-year-old whose parents were shot outside a movie theater back to the movies. I'm not Let saying go to the same theater. Go to a different theater. It doesn't matter with theaters. All right, give him a couple of years. I'm not saying take him there the following week. I'm not going. Oh, this will take your mind off it. Is so bad. He's manifested a different persona in order to deal with it. Right. Yeah, home like, theaters the way to go, and they have shown us in the past that he does like watching movies. We've seen him watch movies with the Robins and stuff. This has been a thing. They have movie nights, yeah. so it's in his character. He does like movies. Uh, <laughs> by the way, Matt, have you watched Powerless yet? The uh, new sitcom? No, not yet. Uh, well, Alan Tudyk plays Van Wayne, who's meant to be Bruce Wayne's uh-huh. cousin. And all I could think when they introduced himself was like, "Wait, why didn't your parents take Bruce in after his parents got shot?" Uh. Well, that's also the same with the Canes, right? Like, well, no, because I, I brought that up, but at least there we know the Canes hate yeah. the Waynes, so it's it's kind of built in. Yeah, this true. guy is still true. a Wayne. A Wayne. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying. I don't know. Obviously, that doesn't matter for the coach. I'm just saying, in the show's continuity, <laughs> it's yeah. stupid. To be fair, almost everything doesn't in that show is stupid. But from what I hear, it works. Like, it's stupid, but it's still... Partially. Like, there's yeah. some good jokes, or some a lot of it doesn't work. I'm hoping it gets better. The first episode was... Well, yeah, Snow it's... Riverdale, am I right? Yeah, Riverdale's James good. mentioned he was hearing uh, after episode six, it gets good. Yeah, out of ten episodes, it gets yeah, good after six. How, how many episodes... But it's coming from James! That? His favourite Batman is the 66 Batman. This goes a lot to explain. You know what I mean? He likes Batman forever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, look, you're not giving me much to go on here, but how many how many episodes of Parks and Rec are outright bad? Well, that first season. Yeah, yeah, but how many episodes is that first season? I see it's six, Connor. It was six episodes. There we go. But it's not Michael Schur either. So let's pump the brakes there. All right. All right, let's move on, shall we, to Nightwing issue fourteen, which is written by Tim Seeley and art by Marcus Toe. This is the end of this arc, this for this first arc, uh, yeah. Bloodhaven, and we see the finale. They get Mister Nice. Uh, he works with Sean Sang, the Defacer, and works a bit with Savaboda, the cop, who he does some sneaking in with her. He's like under the car at the oh. checkpoint. Fun stuff. It's it fun. funny to hear Knight to read Nightwing saying "ass" yeah. because he said that he was dragging his ass hanging underneath the <laughs> car. 
And and we all know how people in the DCU love Nightwing's butt, so like yeah. that was a pretty funny reference. It was. Hmm. Uh, kryptonite for the ladies is uh, what some people may call That's it. That's what it is. Uh, makes them weak in the knees. Um, aye, so it's basically the typical end of the end of the arc uh, issue. They, they defeat Mister Nice. Mister Nice has a, a portal uh, device of some kind. Yeah, portal wand, not a gun, a wand. A wand. Which he uses to jump through a little bit, and we get kind of his motivation that he actually weaseled out of like getting charged for his uh, wife, girlfriend's murder, or you know, accident. This, it was his fault. This is what confused me. Was reading that page with Svoboda, mm-hmm. and she was the cop that arrested him when she was a rookie. Or, when she was a rookie and kind of let him get away, or like, it was a, or it was a partner. I think she said it was a partner that was partner. Okay, because yeah. that's where I was reading. I was like, wait, so he was he a cop? Because it made it sound like Mister Nice was a cop at the time, and just it was the one part of the book that mm. just the wording was off. And it didn't, it didn't land for me. The rest of it I quite enjoyed. Oh yeah, I, enjoyed, I, I think I think it sums up my feelings in the arc as a whole. Is that the villain hasn't been that great, but everything else with Nightwing and yeah. like bonding with the uh, the runaways and run-offs. the runoffs. Run-offs. Well, I, I didn't mean it as like that's their name. I just used it as yeah, yeah, to mean runaways. That is, when their name is so similar. Okay, fine, but I. I but um, I love that moment then with uh, Sean. He, he did this in the first issue yep. of the arc where he he fantasizes what he wants to say. Yep. And then, then yeah. you turn the page like, oh, that's what I wanted to say, but this is what happened. Uh, yeah. But then she kind of figures it out and is like, yeah, I know who you are. You're Robin and kisses him anyway. Yeah. Uh, so he's got a love interest. So, so that that's the thing here, man. He is building him up. <laughs> like, yeah. He had Helena. He's got Babs. Now he's got Defacer. Like... Um, and it's worth knowing, let's not gloss over the fact that he's now taken over the, the group of the runoffs, but he does yep. say that they need a new name. He's going yep. to name them. He's got a team now. He's got a team that he's going to train Ugh. and use his allies. Are we thinking outsiders? I'm feeling outsiders. I, I was thinking that, yeah. yeah. So was I. Because yeah. they, they are. They may swerve us, but that's what I feel like. Yeah. They could, but they, are, they already are a group of outsiders. Yeah, I, I'll be honest. I was really surprised they didn't reveal it in the last page. I was expecting yeah. the last page to give me the me reveal. Oh, I turned that so. page... And I was just like, oh, okay, well, cool. We'll give it later. Do you know later. what kept throwing me off this week? There's this whole Wildstorm bit at the back of every oh, issue. Yeah. And so I, kept kept thinking, thinking... I kept thinking there was more issue. <laughs> and then I get to the last page, it's like, ah, oh, damn it, it's over. Yeah. yeah. The cheats. Really disappointing. I did this, that with Captain this... Adam. We're going, how, how much longer do I have on this? Because there was a lot to read. Yeah. And I went... And then it just ended. It, yeah, it said like 23 out of 30. And I turned that page, I was like, oh, wait, yeah, there's like six pages of... Of Wildstorm, yeah. so yeah, I was done. Yeah. But it was it was really disappointing this one because I was expecting the name and the turn it wasn't there. It's was got to like, be. Oh. Plus, plus Nightwing's outsiders are better than Batman's outsiders. I know Batman created the team, you know, but that outsiders was essentially Titans. Hmm. Batman know, creates Nightwing's effect. Oh, can I just yeah. point out actually before we go move on, the uh, the variant cover for this one was gorgeous. Mm. I loved it. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. White background, Nightwing standing there. He's the, the shadow of the bat symbol at the bottom. Uh, well, oh, it was oh, I think yeah. I think I I think I mentioned it last week actually when I was looking, th- when we were looking through what was That's coming great. up. I know because when we get to the best cover of the week, we don't include variants just to keep everyone sort yeah. of equal. But I just wanted to mention it here that I, yeah. if we were picking variants, that would probably be my pick. Cause, I was pissed because yeah. my shop didn't have it. 
but uh, I may have to track it down anyway. Speaking, of, speaking of variants, Which... I think it's issue 16, Damien's shown up for a while, and there's the, the variant covers a, a callback to the first Batman and Robin from Grant Morrison's yep. run, where it was him as Batman and Damien, but now it's Nightwing but it's now and Damien. it's just in the, the current costumes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, that's, that's pretty cool. So we're getting Damien soon. Because I have been oh, this, saying... This is... Since WonderCon, I've been saying Nightwing and Robin. I want it. Give me Nightwing they, and Robin. They are the my favorite pairing. Yeah. After after reading uh, King's like the way he wrote the Robins and their dynamic, mm. I've been saying this since the New Fifty Two. I want a Robins book mm. that's just about them. You know, and they can do super heroic stuff, but I kind of just want them being a them interacting with. Yeah, and them interacting with each other, and even make Jason like the well, redheaded that, stepchild. That, that, that stuff there, in you know? in that issue with King's Batman there, that yeah. was the best Jason has been in years. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure, easily. Joe, <laughs> Joe, you know they should almost call it. They should think of a name. They should work birds into the title, and it'd be like a weird, yeah. like you know, mirror image of the Birds of Prey kind of book. Yeah, yeah, uh, because they're all birds, you know, Robin, Robin, Nightwing, right. and obviously Bark. it was a Robin, but yeah. Obviously, Robin's just works as well. But I'm trying to feel. Yeah, yeah. I just—it's just one of those books that I was yeah. like staring them at the face, and they've never done it. Yeah, and it's just like, hey, it's kind of annoying. I you just it, go with like, obviously Robins and Larks. Very Christmassy, aren't they? So mm-hmm. just Christmas birds. <laughs> birds, birds of Christmas. Yeah. Oh dear. Um, uh, they, they only do one issue a year in December, and it, it's just a holiday-themed <laughs> issue. Let's talk about the tease at the end yeah. for the next villain. Uh, who seems to be wearing Nightwing's new Fifty Two outfit? Yeah, which oh. I I I kind of love in a weird meta way because it's like we all hated that and we wanted the old costume back. And so now they're like, literally villainizing it. Yeah, and and he's got the '90s long hair thing going that yeah. Nightwing had, like the weird mullet that wasn't quite a mullet, you know. Yeah, like, I'm kind of looking forward to it. I'm not gonna lie. So yeah. we got a new villain see, for the next arc. They they did this before Nightwing before the new Fifty Two. There was someone going around posing as Nightwing. It turned out to be Jason, just being a, a right dick. Just Jason like, dicking with him. Yeah, and just like, well, you're not worthy of the Nightwing name. I'm taking it over. And Nightwing's just kind of like, no, you're not. And it's over like in like classic three Jason. Yeah, right. So it kind of gave me shades of that, but I know it's going to be better because it's in Zeely's hands. Yeah, also, it can't be but Jason. I- Right, exactly. It just can't be. That's Although, point. part of me would actually laugh if it ended up being, and it was all a prank. He was like, yeah, I was just mess, messing with you. Right. Damien is like, go uh, on, Jason. Right, <laughs> what if it's Damien just trying to get Jason murdered again? Like, <laughs> sends him into Bloodhaven. It's like, hey, go mess with go. Come mess with Dick. Like, I like the idea Dick. actually that Jason goes back home and like Damien's like strung up the little uh, red hood doll in a noose from the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> no, he leaves a crowbar as a warning. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Damien does. Oh. Like, this guy's an all goal. He doesn't understand humor. Oh, you know? how, like, how long do we have to wait for this book? Because yeah. we'll write it. DC, yeah. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll write it. Get, just throw this out there. Give us a good artist. We'll 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 knock it out. <laughs> it's fine. Albuquerque's not doing much right now. Hey, <laughs> Raphael, buddy. Straight for the big guns there, Matt. Yeah. Yeah, come on. Yeah. Uh, some of my favourite stuff in this book, in terms, in terms of the art, I love the, the shot. A few pages in, it was like Nightwing and the face are both like, fl- flying through the air, just uh, yep. as they're talking. Uh, mm. Well, yeah, he's... Good jumping shot. Because he jumps down, and she's floating down on her boots, mm. you know? And it just it looks... It does that classic comic book where... It's the show is motion yeah. by different poses. 
Yeah. Yeah, it looks great. Yeah, it's great. It's one of those pages you can just take out. I can put that on a wall. I can frame that and put it up. And... There was the one I liked where the the guy using his wand and the 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 Nightwing, you know, the string baton yep. goes around it, and you just have the the logo on the end. Just that's yeah. all you see. No, that's but, pretty uh, cool. That's, that's nice. Which about a little bit uh, Zvaboda, who kind of reveals a bit more about her character, where she's not yeah. the good cop that Gordon is. She's actually. Seems to be willing to let Nightwing do the work, but she wants to take the credit. Take credit, yeah. Well, she she's in it to to for the promotion, like yeah. you know. Whereas really we know at the him, end of yeah. well, at the end of the day, Gordon, you know, he's a good man that's trying to straighten out the police force. Or Soboda is like, yeah, I don't care about them. I'm gonna do what I do, and if I can get to that level, maybe I'll do it. Yeah, but and it's that- a nice. It makes him makes him different from Gordon, but it also means that she might have a good arc. Like maybe over time, like Nightwing will expi- inspire her. It's or a whatever. nice, yeah. It's a nice compliment for Nightwing. Yeah, because you can't trust her that much. Because she might throw you under the bus if it means you know where we know Gordon's really not ever going to throw Batman under the bus. So, yeah. yeah. Again, I think my one complaint really the book comes from the art, and I think it is the the backgrounds. These just lot colors there's a lot of white i just wish Toe would do a little bit more detailed backgrounds every so often because there is a lot of time where it's just blank space in the panel yeah and it's just a bit too much i i just can't wait until uh nightwing's out there with gorilla grim and mouse and jizz shit and jizz yeah jizz jizz the the premier member of nightwing's outsiders (laughs) uh coining it now TM, that's what it's been called. Uh, but there you go, that's uh, that's Nightwing. <laughs> that character is not showing up in Robins. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Check that. <laughs> Alright, that'll take us on to Green Arrow, issue 16, Benjamin Percy writing, and Otto Schmidt is back on art. Uh, that's of course last issue ended with uh, Emmy showing back up and she's like call me Red Arrow which is a running theme in this issue because everyone keeps calling her Emmy and she's like no, yeah. I'm Red Arrow now. Yeah, there's a mistake on the the front cover. It's credit as Freya. Yeah, oh really? It's not. Yeah, but then I look inside and and it is Schmidt. You, you like? Oh, it definitely art. is. Yeah. yeah. But the the front cover credit is wrong. As it's yep. Freya. Yeah, there's no question that it's Schmidt. Sorry. No, no, no. I'm, no, yeah. I'm green. I was looking at the cover. I thought the same thing too. I went, wait a minute. That's not Freya's art. Yeah. yeah. It looks different. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, they, they sort of chase after the, the Vice Squad, him and the police chief, and well, everyone, because Emmy's there, Red Arrow, I should say, mm-hmm. Black Canary, they're all there. Yeah, call her Red Arrow. Yeah, I'll call her Red Arrow. And they're all there, they deal with everything, we, we get a, a fun action scene where Green Arrow kind of proves that he's willing to be a hero to the, the chief, yeah. and then the, the reporter who got shot not a couple of issues ago is like, yeah, Green Arrow's a hero, and stuff. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of it. Wraps up all that stuff. It doesn't wrap up Merlin though. We'll get to Merlin at the end. Cause, yeah. Uh, yeah. Joe, I did. I liked that they actually played this whole this police chief, and like Ollie being like, right, I really want to like change the way I do things here. I want to open up this new this new book. I want trust I to be trust. a part of this. And he goes to the chief's house and he's like, right, okay, hood off. I'm Oliver Queen. I know, shocking, right? And he's like, you know, swigging back the whiskey because he. He's yeah, like, I, I love yeah. that where he goes. Yeah, I'm not drunk enough for this yet. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I legitimately believe, like, on hindsight, I can look at it and go, oh, great, they're doing this because they know they're about to kill him. But I legitimately thought, oh, they might be setting up a new status quo where it's, again, different to the Batman setup where he knows who Green Arrow is and he's going to help it's, him. 
it's because we've had this chief around enough issues now where mm. you buy that it could go that way. If if this had been like the the first issue with him or the second even, like nah, yeah. okay. But he's been around for a good few issues now, and it's felt like he's been an integral part of the last story. Yeah. So so the shock Ooh. ending where uh, Merlin shows up and kills him, actually kind of hard hitting. Stabs him with an arrow in the head. It's pretty cool. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Nothing wrong with a bit of violence and art. <laughs> just, just made that clear. Um, no, I I enjoyed this issue a lot. I obviously Schmidt's art's great. I I, I do I, like I said with Batman. though I wish, I I wish they had one artist for an arc and then another because this is obviously yeah. the, not this is the middle of the arc and we've switched artists, which is a shame. But obviously I mean, both it's are good. Getting towards the end of the arc, right? Yeah, yeah I, I imagine there's so. probably one. I or mean, two you, more. you said the middle, but like this is what issue five of the arc. Nah, four surely. It's four? Not, is it five? Can't be five. Uh. Oh, maybe I'm wrong. So what we know though is that Merlin's with the League, right? Of Assassins. It's part five. Was it part five? Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's even more annoying. At least if it was in the middle, it'd be like half, half, and half. Yeah, but it's just close to the end. Then again, did for I start the arc? I can't. Remember. Oh, Jesus Christ! I, it doesn't matter. The point is, I wish this it was one artist. What happens when you read too many comics? You can't keep it all straight. Yeah, one, one artist for the whole arc. Uh, but yeah. um. But Merlin is associated with the League of Assassins, right? Still, like we got that early on. Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay, so I'm just wondering how this is going. I'm just trying to piece it all together with Teen Titans and then the League of Shadows coming. Uh, it could just be doing his own thing, though. Cover. Yeah, I can see it being his own thing. Although it would be a nice end for Red Arrow to join the Titans at some point. Yeah, that's what I'm looking at. Like with with them not being afraid of continuity and crossing yeah. over books that they normally also, wouldn't. I'll, I'll clarify. I, I, you got what I meant, but I should say it's Teen Titans because we have an actual book called Titans now, so I should Titans. specify. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Teen Titans. Because yeah. uh, we, all, we all want that uh, relationship with uh, I want. I just want, I want a romance book with Damien and Emmy, and I want their version of courting what is their version of flirting? Yeah. It's, do you remember, was it maybe last year or the year before where they did that, like that Valentine's Young special? Young Romance. Yeah. Oh, yeah. another issue of that. We can have that Emmy and Damien-ish story oh, there. Because that, oh, they're going to start off, they're going to hate each other. Yeah. Like, oh, of course. It's a slow burn. It, yeah. It's moon moonlighting But see, see with, what, with preteens. Once they're together, though, once they're together, unit, yeah. this ties back into our whole Damien teasing Jason with a crowbar. It'll be both of them acting it out. Like she'll dress as the Joker, he'll be in his Robin outfit, and they'll act it out with a crowbar. And oh. Damien will add a lot more crying than there maybe what actually was. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm such a weakling! Joker, please don't! I kind of feel bad for Jason because he doesn't have any friends. Because we know he doesn't have a team. Because <laughs> by, you know... To, if, if, only, if only we had someone who was the, the, the correspondent to fill us in on these need-to-know issues as to what Jason Todd was up to oh. on a monthly basis. If only if we had a volunteer. I'm sorry, I deleted all that information from my brain already. If only there was someone of a similar hair heritage that could uh, sympathise with Jason in a way that us non-gingers ever could. No, I, I do not possess the information you require. <laughs> but yeah, Green Arrow, <laughs> back back on course. Yeah, back on uh, course. I thought Diggle's trap I thought was pretty funny in the yeah. forest. Yeah, because uh, yeah, that was something they set up in the last issue or two. That they're building yeah. a new base for Ollie in the forest, the treehouse. Yeah. 
Yep. And he's setting up perimeter defences. Uh, that should be good. In fact, it says the next issue is a attack on uh, Sherwood Forest, which obviously course, is a callback yeah. to uh, Robin Hood. So, yeah. obviously, I assume all oh. these bases get attacked next week. So, next we're basically seeing that Domini is probably going to win the election because, you know, the anti-arrow sentiment, I even am... though it, it's been resolved, as we know, people don't usually take to facts very well anymore. Yeah. Uh, plus, <laughs> that puts him in the the spot to use the 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 cloner device. Yeah, yeah. Because they Ollie set gave him. they set this up a long time ago. This cloning device yeah. that Ollie gave him for uh, Broderick. Issue twelve, I believe it tells us. And I want yeah. to say, Matt, I'm deeply impressed you remembered the mayoral candidate's name because yeah, I didn't. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's him. been struggling with what Broderick for the entire time. Yeah, but that yeah. that one yeah, guy. No, oh, yeah. no, he got that one. See, Broderick's oh. easy. Once, once I read that it was Broderick, I was like, Matthew Broderick. I'll just remember that. That's right. easy. One way of doing it. Yeah. Evil, evil businessman. That's how I remember him. <laughs> but Domini, Domini represents something that that I just hate. So, it you know, it hits a little deeper so I can remember. But yeah, so do we think that the mayor now turns a war on Arrow and it really becomes Robin Hood? Despite Dick, you know, wanting that to be his story, you know, he loves Robin Hood. Uh, yeah, I, I can kind of see it. Probably. Yeah. I can kind of see it. And then you're going to have a sheriff. Because it's a shame that, that Nodding's not around because he got blowed up. <laughs> That's just a fair he point. Been, yeah, you know, he captured Nodding. Yeah. Right in the place. But yeah, Percy. And this is what Percy does great. It's, it's almost pulpy kind of storytelling. And just he takes it up just a little bit of a degree, and it's yeah. fantastic. To read. I will say the reunion with Emmy at the start is quite horrible, there's a nice, nice hug uh, between them. It's a yep. good moment. Uh, I enjoyed this issue a lot. I will say that it suffers just slightly from the fact that I thought the last issue was like amaze balls, and was like the yeah. standout issue of the arc. But it's still strong. This this arc's been great. This has probably been my favorite arc of the book so far. Yeah, yeah, so, definitely. But like uh, I said, it wasn't as strong as the last one. Yeah, it's just, it's just a comparison. Like that last issue was like a nine point five for Green Arrow, and yeah. you know then this is like this is a solid eight point five nine. I'm just I'm just glad to have a Green Arrow book that's not trying to copy Arrow the show, because oh god, yes. you know you have Diggle and and other stuff and a sister character, but it is doing its own thing, and that's that's the thing. That's is I I don't mind Diggle being here when it's something no, in this. It's only when they try and ape everything that it's annoying. Yeah. Yeah, when uh, Donna Smoke shows up and she has the superpower of uh, anti-lying abilities... Then I'm uh, burning every <laughs> issue I own. <laughs> no, you're not. Don't burn the good stuff to spite the bad stuff. Connor, if if it's on. still Percy doing it, then I am. Uh, yeah. If it's uh, someone else, then obviously they stay. Yeah. All right, that's uh, that's Green Arrow. That'll take Unless us on. Unless she gets shot. That'll take us on <laughs> to Green Lantern's issue 16, uh, written by Sam Humphreys and art by Neil Edwards. And... Oof. This was was that a good oof or a bad oof? Uh, it's a middling hoof because Humphreys. I thought this is some of his weakest dialogue, and like, I found it <sighs> a bit clunky. Yeah, I get what he was going for, but this is Rage Lantern at the beginning. 
Green Lanterns. Yeah. I also think but the art is some of the weakest we've had as well. The art, the art is pretty weak, yeah. especially Batman looks really weird. Like that, especially yeah. right that page right near the start where he jumps through the window. Yeah, it yeah. looks a bit off. Just, just, just weird. That I'll, said, the story that's being told outside of the dialogue, I really yeah. I think the dialogue's hit and miss. I do agree some of it's clunky, but I like some of the... I like a lot of the points that have been brought up. Oh, Uh, so do I. I just... I feel like it's not being approached with the right tone. hmm. You know? It feels like an after-school special tone when it doesn't have to be. That said, though, as much as we said the art's not that good, I do think the layouts and the... Mm Because see the the start of the issue where you see them flying towards Gotham and you just see the green beams and you're hearing, like, reports of the, the, the incident that's going on sort of throughout and you keep seeing them getting closer like, I thought that was actually a good bit of suspense the way it was building to them arriving I thought the actual page to page layout of it was good yeah, yeah and I like the one where it splits Simon and Batman in half yeah. for the faces like the, the, like I say layout wise it's okay it's just the actual yeah. pencils are not great yeah that's, that's what I would say I thought there was some fun stuff obviously Simon and Batman like uh, going head to head over him having a gun he's like you know having a gun in my city yeah. uh Favourite thing, though, is that Batman's like, right, this is always a Sinestro Core thing. It's causing these people to be terrified of me and it's making them act out. It's Sinestro Core. And sounds like, no, it's always the Scarecrow. We're in Gotham. What are you talking about? This part it's I like. the liked. Scarecrow. Yeah. Yeah. And then I love that when they actually test it, and it's like, oh, no, this is Sinestro Core energy. And sounds like, but there was no evidence for that. How did he get that right? Yeah. And at the end of the issue, we find out it is Sinestro Core energy, but it's, it's the both. Scarecrow that's using yeah. it. So they were both right. It's great. Yeah. So, well, I also like that. Isn't Jessica go? Yeah, he's a detective. Yeah. Just the <laughs> the throwaway line. Again, yeah. that stuff I really like, but it's the. I, I felt like both Batman and Simon were just being like super aggressive towards each other when they didn't need to be. Yeah, it's it's, just, a, it's especially weird when we see him on a team in Justice League. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, what's going on here? See, see, see the thing for me though that made it kind of work was that Jessica was like, right guys, we get it, you're both arrogant. Like, I'm like, I'm with her. Yeah. They both sound like they're being hot-headed dicks right now. Yeah. Um, So I understand what they were doing in the, the, the mm. argument about the guns and stuff, but they, they just both went too angry. Do you know, exactly. do you know what the, the moment that was really weird for me is when he, he goes, oh, what, why do you have a problem with me carrying a gun? And then it cuts yeah. to the gravestones. <laughs> like, we don't know. Yeah, yeah I was like, did, did we really need that? Like, that, that was weird. That was a bit weird. Uh, I, I, I like them being kind of intimidated by him, though, and I like the, like, the awe of the Batcave. That was that was kind of fun and yeah. stuff. Uh, that was a great page, because you see the dinosaur and the penny and yeah. the playing card, and they are, like Pete said, in awe. Yeah, and, and Jessica's everything. like, when do we get a cave? I want a lair. <laughs> Yeah, a, a, yeah, a lantern cave. Like, yeah, but so, it really is the dialogue that drags it down. Like when uh, Simon and Batman are arguing, Batman says, "I'm not gonna ask you again." It's yeah. like, does Batman say "gonna"? Yeah, Batman doesn't say, "I'm not gonna ask you again." He just does it and is like, like "Why did you make me do that?" Like Batman's <laughs> always proactive. That's what makes him. As anytime I talk with people about the difference between Superman and Batman, is Superman's reactive, right? He's like the yeah. firefighters. He can't do anything until something's really happened. Whereas Batman's a cop where he's on patrol, he's proactive. So even in like altercations like this, he's just going to take the gun and go, it's mine now. Kind of like a teacher, you know, when they confiscate yeah. your headphones. You can get them back at the end of the day. They're yeah. not going to be like, I'm not going to ask for You can get him. this back when you leave Gotham. Exactly. Yeah. And that's where I just felt this in-character and the argument. And I, you could have had the argument based off of that. And then uh, Simon getting really mad because that's his property. You know what I mean? Like, 
don't touch my stuff. I'm not, not touching your stuff. That that would have made more sense, except yeah. his thing was, oh, I don't take orders from you. It's like, yeah, you do. I'm the Justice League, constantly. Uh, yeah, and you just came He's here... He's also a veteran superhero that you're kind of in awe of. Yeah, And it, you like... came to his city to help him yeah. on yeah. his case. Yeah, on his Shut order. Up, he called you and said, oh, oh. come here, New Lanterns, and you came. You do, yeah. get, you do take yeah. orders. It's pretty simple. Which, again... So wait a minute. If it's not the Sinestro Corps, why would he call them there? Like, like Batman needs help from the Lanterns. Well, actually, Scarecrow. one thing I did like though, I like that he says because I I thought it wasn't a case of that it wasn't just because it was Sinestro Corps, it's because he had he's busy because he mentions oh Bane's on his way. It actually ties into the continuity of yeah. the main book, which is quite well, cool. I'm going yeah no, but I'm going from the the end of the last issue when Batman's like hey I need your help. Mm. Like if I'm Simon and Jessica, why else is he calling for help? with us you know like he could mm. call numerous other like the flash yeah. or you know what i mean yeah wonder woman yeah it makes sense he called a, to them. a lantern related thing yeah yeah but again we did get that nice payoff that they're both right yeah it's it's so, somehow scarecrow's got a hold of some sinestral rings or whatever and he's using the energy to infect people and make them attack well, batman he's which... somehow he's had it since the blackest night well, you think he's, he's still... He's, Batman even says these rings since Blackest Night in, in this yeah. issue. Well, he's, he's had the ring since Blackest Night. Yeah. The whole time. I mean, that's, well, Batman says, oh, the rings have been here since Blackest Night. So oh. the implication is they've been lying around for that amount of time. Oh, yeah, but it doesn't necessarily say that Scarecrow's had a ring since Blackest Night. Well, it's that, or he well, just happened to stumble on one in the past week. But here's the thing. But why he is he, not, why, why is he only using it now? It's, yeah. been, it's been years. He, he just kept his like, ring. Clearly. Like... Yeah. And I didn't even know until this issue that Blackest Night was still as in continuity as it was. I guess it was because Green Lantern was mostly still intact. But yeah, like you're saying this as if it was obvious. Oh, he's he's had a ring since Blackest Night. I don't think it is that well, obvious. I mean, maybe it wouldn't be obvious if Batman hadn't mentioned Blackest Night in this issue and said, "Oh, yeah. the the rings from Blackest Night." Then maybe I'd question it then. But he told us that's where this is from. Well, he's just speculating, isn't that for sure? Trying to find the the, the thing. I'm Scarecrow's the fear avatar. The rings have tried to, to pull Batman in the, the Sinestro Corps before. So, like, it makes yeah. sense that there's Sinestro Corps in Gotham City. Like, you know, whether they're there or not. or Because I'm not reading Hal Jordan, the Green Lantern Corps, so I don't know what the Sinestro Corps is doing. Because I'm not. They're, they're, they're teaming up with the Greens at the minute. Right, and that's what I mean. So why would they be going rogue unless there's, like, some sleeper agents of the Sinestro Corps causing chaos in Gotham where... You really don't need them creating chaos because Gotham's got enough fear yeah, based on uh, its own. Batman actually says, we are facing the yellow rings we saw during the Blackest Night. Yeah. That doesn't mean it's the same yeah. yellow rings, though. I, I don't read that that way. I read that well, as that's his experience with yellow rings. Where I, that, That'd be like him saying, um, oh, we're facing the the power demons we fought in the the first Darkseid invasion. Like he's, he's referencing the one time he's encountered them. You may uh, be right. Uh, Maybe that's why he still has a know. ring from Blackest Night. But... I don't know, Pete. I figured out the mask, having actually not seen it, although thinking I saw it. No, I'm looking at the final page now with Scarecrow. Is he wearing the ring? I didn't see a ring on him, which is why. He I... Which is he why. Has... I... Which is why I didn't just assume he had a ring. Him. This is why I don't think it's that clear. He doesn't have the uniform on though. He's just got it painted. It's he's got a T-shirt on. on. He's got a T-shirt on that he's painted the symbol on. Yeah. This is this is why I don't get. I don't, I don't think it's this... another flipping psycho pirate mask. I, no, but I don't think this is this clear, though. That you, you guys seem really sure that, oh, he's just got a ring that he's had since Blackest Night. I don't think it's that obvious or clear at all. 
it, it seems different than that. It seems like he's not got a ring. It seems like he's harnessing the energy somehow. And I don't think what Batman said is that, oh, it's these exact same rings that they've had around since Blackest Night. It's been inside him, and it's it's just <laughs> wrapped around something, and now it's 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 he's using it that way. I don't like uh, oh. I don't like it because Occam's Razor, you know, the simplest explanation. Yeah. Scarecrow, fear avatar, has a ring, somehow managed it. He's yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with Matt on this. Scarecrow has a familiarity with the yellow ring, right? He got one. Yes, no, I agree with that. He, he got a ring, but he didn't get okay. to keep the ring. No one got to keep the rings from that. They all lost them, right? Because Lex didn't get to keep the orange. No, but that was a whole arc about that. Because Okay, sure, he had an arc, but the other ones didn't. There was lots of characters who got yeah. rings in that arc. They all still have their rings. Superwoman didn't. Uh, Superwoman, Wonder Woman. I'm going through them all. Adam, who knows what he's up to. Flash. Flash might have his blue ring still. No, he doesn't. doesn't. There is actually no, no there is no evidence to suggest that any of these people still have rings. But there's no evidence to suggest Scarecrow lost his either. Right. Other than the fact that there's been no mention or indication that he's had it since. Biden is time. Told you. He keistered it. The Guardians don't want to go there and remove it. Therefore, he got to keep it. And the funny it. thing is, it's not even like I'm saying, oh, he definitely doesn't have the ring that he had in Blackest Night. I just don't think it's clear that that's just what this is. I want to say, I really love Jessica's ring. All right, I okay. think that bit where she's like, oh, hey, hey Ring, and she's like, greetings to you, Jaybird. <laughs> and she's like, hey, I told you to say hey. Yeah. yeah. yeah no, 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 uh, our ring's it. pretty amusing. Yeah. It's different I, from all the I other feel rings. Like, I feel like it's this is going to play out to be something because you got to remember she had the ring that talked to her in Volthoom and from, from the Earth 3 that made her power ring. So, you know, I just feel like something's coming up. It maybe might not be bad. Maybe that's just the reason she does talk to it because she experienced yeah. it that way, where the ring did speak to her. So she assumes that's what's exactly. Normal. That's so what the, the fact that these others don't is weird to her because that's yeah, all she ever knew. Because she, yeah, she interacts with it differently. Whereas Simon uses it like a a tool. Like a tool. Yeah, she uses it as an ally. You know, yeah, she asked to do things instead of telling think, to do things. Was it in this one, Justice League, where Simon says, "Yeah, your ring like has a personality and like under- you understand yeah, it." Whereas it I just tell my ring the last what to issue. do. Yeah, yeah. Was it the last? I feel like I read that this week. No, that no, was yeah, maybe. that yeah. was in the Phantom. That was in the Phantom uh, Lantern arc. So maybe it wasn't this issue, but it was a couple ago. I felt I felt yeah, there was something. Maybe sim- it was brushed over again in Justice. League. Yeah, there was something yeah, similar okay. said this week. I definitely there was read a lot that this in week. Justice League. To be honest, yeah. with all that stuff. Yeah, I think it wasn't Justice League again this week because I definitely read that phrase this week. Yep. A quick scan through, see if I can catch it in Justice League. Ah, that doesn't really matter. But the, the, the just, just to see if I can. Um. Anyway, that's Green Lanterns. I think uh, yep. we we covered that pretty succinctly. We got Scarecrow with a uh, Sinestro core power uh, terrorizing Gotham somehow. Which is going on during the Bane storyline, which is pretty cool. Cause and it, that's Alfred why. with a gun. Alfred with a gun. Actually, by the way, I was actually going to say that. Uh, why does Alfred have a full head of hair in this issue? When he's not in all the other books? Because he's a really mediocre artist that didn't read the cliff notes of how people are supposed to look. It looks completely different. Rogaine. <laughs> it, looks like, it looks like animated series, Alfred. Yeah, I just, it took... It took me way off guard. Uh, I feel the same about the the Batmobile. Have we not established what the current Batmobile was in like multiple books? Uh, sure. That one doesn't bother me as much though, because he changes his Batmobile all the time. So it does, like, but whatever. I feel like we kind of settled on, oh, this is the one we've got for now. 
But that did technically blow up in Detective. I don't know, have you seen it? I'm using that since it blew up in Detective. No, that's fair. I'm not entirely sure. It was a while ago. It was a while ago. I don't remember seeing it a lot since then. Alfred, there's no excuse for though. Yeah, there's no excuse for that. He's, he's just yeah. he, he's taking some uh, hair hair hormones that have miraculously grown this year. <laughs> All right, that, let's that uh, let's move on uh, to Death of Hawkman issue five. Uh, Mark and Draco uh, writing and Aaron Lopresti and Rodney Buscemi on art. Uh, this is part five of six and. This is basically Hawkman and Adam Strange on their way back to Ran because the Sparrow's got his Nth Metal suit and they're back to try and save it. Alana's being controlled yeah. by the Sparrow. She's like making them fire missiles Called at them it. and all stuff. Uh, did you? I don't yeah, remember. Like, well, but two, it, it, I issue remember. two, when we found out it was the Sparrow. I'll be, I'll be honest, I like, Connor. I just get annoyed when Matt Schultz called it. He, he, he takes too much pride in it. It's weird. I no, do. I mean, if you if you called something right, you you uh, want to take that credit? And go, yeah, yeah, I was right. Nah, it's 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 juvenile. Yeah. Just so I I'll, if I don't you remember, just don't like I'm it because you never get the chance to say it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I I opt out of saying it when I can see it. Oh, just wait till the next issue of Batman, when it is the Psycho Pirate Mask. Oh, oh man, I'm gonna yell it. <laughs> I agreed that was. I agreed that was the most interesting possibility. Why would that annoy me? Just because he's gonna yell it because he came up with it. Because I'm gonna yell, called it because you don't like it. You just told me you don't like when I do something. So what does that mean? I'm going to do. That's fine. I'll edit it out. It's fine. What you don't like? Yeah. Okay. Well. <laughs> just edit it out. It's fine. He, he who edits has most power. It's fine. <laughs> Connor, you know what this means. I'm gonna call a lot of things for now, and he's gonna have a lot of editing <laughs> he's to just do. <laughs> It's going to be just like a, a, a 20 minute podcast with all the call that's just cut out. Oh, oh dear. So Anyways, Despero is nth metal. Isomot Cole is no more. That bums me out as a long time Green yeah. Lantern Corps fan. Yeah, it seemed like this was the issue where we finally connected the, the, like the past and the, the present yeah. that we sort of finally met up. Because we. We kind of got to the end where they ran into the lanterns and then they would get shot down and that seemed to be where we started at the start of the first issue with the, the present day stuff. Yeah. Yep. Which makes sense. It makes sense that the last issue was still be set in the one timeline. Yeah, for some reason, Hawkman's sick. Did you guys pick up on that? Because I felt like I missed something. Was it that his... that Despero was trying to pull the nth metal to him? But yeah, I think, just... I, I think that's just it. Because I don't think he's been sick until he's been back to the planet. Yeah, so that's what, that's what I thought, but I wasn't too sure. Yeah, so... Could have done with an extra little bit of, you know, covering that. Yeah, clarity. They may bring that up more in the next issue, because they didn't really go into it super deep in this one. It was just, uh... You know, he's trying to pull the nth metal, and then we see Hawkman, like, coughing up blood and yeah. whatnot. Yeah, so. and we get a new Green Lantern that's a Hawk soldier, which that's pretty cool. Yeah, Hawkman's like, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, I can't believe that it's taken this long to get a Hawk Green Lantern. Like, it has taken a while, really cool. Yeah. Uh, like we got the, the those guys the the finheads from last week when you read uh, yeah Jordan the Zudarians so, hmm. yeah so it's cool that we get a Thanagarian uh, that's you know yeah yeah um I, I thought it was just consistent with the last few uh, yeah it's just one of those issues where I feel like it was fine it was mostly just going okay this is where we were and we need to be here for the ending. 
So yeah. let's get there so that we're ready in place. For was, the, the that's final. pretty much yeah. it. It was moving the pieces around the uh, the old chessboard, as we like to say, and getting everything in place for the last issue. And it wasn't anything bad about it. It's one of the sort of issues that, on a monthly basis, it's just kind of like, yeah, that was just what it was. But in, in the trade, it'll just flow nicely through to the last one. Definitely. Yep. So I, I don't have a whole lot to say on this one, honestly. I, I do I... like the suit that he puts him in. He goes, that's my old suit. That's like, yeah, you tough know? shit. Yeah, and I kinda, that made me laugh. Yeah. That was funny. I, I do think this might be my least favorite issue though just because it is just okay we've told most of the story and we just need to get ready for the ending now so let's just yeah. quickly shuffle everything there yeah not that it was bad don't get me wrong no. was, yeah, I, think so just, I think it's just the, the way it is in the story it's just it's yeah. kind of doing what it has to do and that's it and there's, but there's not a whole lot to really dive into I've been enjoying the mini I'm looking forward to the conclusion um, yeah and see where it puts us yeah. so yeah, that's uh, Death of Hawkman, number five. That'll take us on to the fall and rise of Captain Atom, issue two, written by Carrie Bates and Greg Wiseman, and then art by Will Conrad. I did not read this, because I did not like the first issue, but these two decided to give issue two a go of this mini. Take it away. First up, uh, Matt, do you regret reading this after? No. No, okay. Because I was a little no. concerned, because obviously Matt, decided to read it based on the yeah. year it had gone back to and what it might uh, play into and then when yeah. it had nothing to do with any of that i no. thought he might regret having jumped back in no granted it was a long read because there was, it was a quite whole dense, lot to read yeah. but it's such a different kind of story than what i yeah, was expecting I, I, I really liked it yeah so did i yeah so so this starts obviously whole... we're back in 96 like we got mm-hmm. to at the end of the the last issue and then we basically just have him living out years, uh, like, like the next few years, because obviously this is before superheroes, so there's no Captain Atom, so there's nothing there, and it's just him living his life and trying not to mess up time, essentially. How's it different is, like, instead of just jumping off from 94, like we saw at the end of the last one, it's his life to this point as he's been living like for the last three years. But in order to get us up to date with what he's been doing, he's talking to this physics professor about this novel he's writing about a time traveler and about the things that had happened to him through this frame of, well, so if I do this, will it affect, you know, the time traveler's future? And so there's a lot of cool physics stuff that uh, the the writers, I think it was just Carrie Bates because Wiseman had the, Co-plotting. Yeah. So a lot of cool introducing that type of concept without like being like kind of, you know, Snyder would get into the nitty gritty of it. Like you're in a textbook, but this just summed it up in the way that you need it. Yeah. Cause that first like five, six pages or so talks about how, Oh, like uh, it t- talks about all the stuff that hasn't happened yet in terms yeah. of, like where we are in the timeline, like mm-hmm. it talks about no nine eleven and you know the people all spill, all these sorts of things, and it kind of just goes through this, and then it, it it tells us then that it was a story that he's telling to the professor. Yeah. The professor's like, oh, I really like the way you've put in all these details about what you think the future will be. Uh, it's very yeah. specific, and it really adds flavor to your world. Mm-hmm. And it's, and... it's uh, the one bit he doesn't buy is that there's all these superheroes. Yeah. 
So this is also what makes me think, too, that he's not on New Earth. I mm. think he's jumped. I think he's on Earth Prime. I think he's on the real Earth. Because once we start getting to the what happens and what propels his story forward, you know, is, yeah, he's taken a lot of these things. Like, he bet on the Super Bowl because he remembered the score, and that got him some money. But, you know, he never went too far to draw attention to himself. Yeah. And... Uh, but as soon as things start going any way, he starts manifesting as Captain Adam again with with this quantum energy. Yeah, and, it's like it's leaking out of him. Yeah, and it, it's only taken this long. And so he goes back to the physics professor and comes clean, you know, that, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm really from the future. And it kind of blows the physics professor's mind. Yeah, I like the way he does it is... Um... Earlier in the, uh, when he's first telling the physics professor yeah. about all this story, the physics professor is like, oh, talking about how his investments in, in the dot-com stuff. And yeah. well, what do you think's good, the next investment? And right. basically the way he believes him, he's like, yeah, that's about to crash. Don't do it. Pull all your stuff. That was amusing. Yeah, and so the professor doesn't, and he divests from that. And he's like, oh, you saved me a whole lot of money. You know, so there's a trust yeah. built. And he ends up blowing up an MRI machine because they're trying to figure out what's going on with him. And. Uh, the doctor he met, so how this issue kicks off is he saves this guy getting mugged, but he gets stabbed. And while he's in the hospital, he meets his future wife, and they yeah. hit it off. And that's part of the time traveler story. And Yeah, that's kind of the whole reason he goes there, because yeah. he wants to know what he can do without causing a butterfly effect. And the professor right. essentially tells him, eh, up to a point anything, because time will just ignore it as long as it's not too major. So... Yeah, you know, as long as this superhero is not here, it's probably fine. And you can get married and do whatever as long as she wouldn't have had too much of an impact in the other right. world. But then it it talks about predestination, things that have already happened because he saves Perry White before right. Perry's famous. So it's like, well, did the, that always happen? Yeah. And that's what made me go, oh, wait, no, he's in their universe now. The yeah. whole idea of them not now. Oh, now they're throwing Perry White and he just yeah. saved him. So, yeah, it's just it's just weird. It's not like a mind type thing, but it is messing with the whole philosophy of time travel. Yeah, and then it kind of gets to the end, and he he sees a woman on the on the street when he's driving back, and she looks like she needs help. So he gets out to help her, and these two guys come up and try to mug him, basically, and yep. shoot him, and his body reacts and goes all Captain Atom, basically. And as soon as he does that, time fights back and goes, nope, you can't be here, and sucks him into a portal and throws him to what seems to be 2017. 17. Which obviously is different because he came from 2012 in the first issue. Yeah. Yeah, So now this is... It's the present for us, obviously, but it's his future. Yeah, future. it was New 52 he was in, because it was New 52 Justice yeah. League that showed up at one point. Yeah. yeah. In the first issue. And so, and so he's supposed to be going on a date with his wife, and she has this news to tell him. That she's pregnant, that yeah. she's pregnant. And that, of course, throws a and wrench in everything. And that's in 2000, I believe. Right. So he's now jumped 17 years 17 into the years. future. Right. So he's not so, supposed to be there, has a child... Definitely going to go and meet his 17-year-old kid. Yeah. Well, maybe 16-year-old kid. Yeah. So, 
So, like, the first issue I was real out on until that because it was kind of more the same, but I just I didn't care. This issue made me care about yeah. Nathaniel Adam because it shows, like, while he was kind of waiting and accepting his life now in the 90s, he went and became, like, a rescue helicopter pilot because he knows how to fly a helicopter for me in the Air Force. Yeah, and, and he just made the most of it. He got a family. He, he got yeah. a wife. It felt genuine, which is the, yeah. the most important part. And it's impressive how much of this it all gets into the one issue because he does have an entire life in, in this one issue, yep. which makes and it feel almost... cruel when it's snatched away at the end. Exactly. And it's a very character-driven kind of big-picture story, which those usually don't go together. But the fact is that he's there because he exploded. He's in the past. He's made a life. Now he's jumping again. Like Yeah. You know, and you see him change as a character. And he, it was almost like he was kind of relieved to be in the 90s because he didn't like being Captain Adam. Yeah, and, it was like, yeah, yeah, he's got to live in the 90s and maybe that's not yeah. great. But yeah. he gets to be him and he gets to live life properly. Yep. So, yeah, so I'm definitely eager to check out issue three now to see what they do because you don't throw the, the kid in there. And, yeah, that, that's coming up. Yeah, without there. Plus it's 17 years. So... It's yeah, I'm liking this a lot more. I really went in going, oh, I kind of want to read this. It's a lot to read. Like the first couple pages, you're just so looking many at, words. Yeah, walls of text, and but it it pays off end, because you need that wall of text to really build yep. that entire life story over the one issue. Yes. And as well, I really liked it. It was much better than the first issue, which yep. I, I agreed had some weird pacing issues and was a bit clunky. But this was much much better. I agree. All right. Oh, cool. We're done. That, uh, yeah. well, that's the last book. So that takes us on to our... <laughs> you, you sounded so surprised then. It's like, oh, we're done. Yeah, uh, it takes us on to our favourites oh, yeah. and stuff. Usually least. we have 18,000 books to do, not, not eight. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're usually only just halfway. Yeah, so mm-hmm. uh, best panel of the week is, I guess, what we're starting on. Mm-hmm. Connor looks so confused. and I, I'd forgotten yes. to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> Best panel of the week. Um, I admit this is actually kind of a. There's no standouts, is there? It's a it's a tough oh. week in that sense. I have to admit. Well, mine comes from Nightwing, so it's that last page that has him like embracing Bloodhaven for what it is, and about it's it's Bloodhaven's all about the people, and you get those little things, you know, the little. Like peeks at what the people in Blue Haven are doing, and then at the bottom of the page is where it teases the new villain. But I just love that image of Nightwing, like again being inspirational, and kind of he's out of Gotham now. He's gonna take the runoffs and turn them into whatever, you know, and be there for him. And there's really nice, really nice layout on that too. So that was mine. I think that's fair. Connor. So I'm just going to go with one from Batman. It's where the, the Robins are sat in the diner and it's it's Damien telling Jason that he, he hates him and about the toy. And I think that just encapsulates everything I loved about that issue. Just the, the three of them yep. just dicking around and it's fun. I love it and I want more of it. All right. I... Sorry, was it too quick for you there? Uh, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I was still, I was still looking. <laughs> um, I don't. Oh, it's a tough week. Not, nothing's like jumping like super out at me as being. Oh, it has to be that. You know. Mm. Um, huh. Pete, you said earlier there's a scene in Nightwing you wanted on your wall. I can't imagine that's okay, not. That's, that's true. No, that's that's true. That is true. I, I did really like that page. I did. Uh, I'm just uh, yeah. As I, I'm, I always expect Superman and like Green Arrow to give me like contenders and Batman as well to an extent. And I'm trying yeah. to think if there was and I, I did not. So yeah, I'll go with the Nightwing page. I'll go with the uh, Nightwing and Defacer uh, jumping through the air because it was it was just really gorgeous, really comic booky. <laughs> All right, uh, best cover. And since we don't pick variants, I can't pick my Nightwing. Uh, yeah. now, that, now this I have to look through. Uh, actually, yeah. it's still quite easy though, because my, my 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 pick would be Green Arrow. It's the it's the cover with uh, Merlin on one side, uh, Ollie in the other, uh, with the the yeah. the bow going down the middle, separating the page. That's a good cover. I I got the, uh, the nice. I picked up the variant myself, which is actually really nice. Hmm. Uh. Mm. I'm actually going to go with the, the Fallen Rise of Captain Atom with the the hand coming out into the into the logo. Yeah. I, I, I think it's just it's really simple, but I really like it, and it sticks out because it's just this bright red color and just it's striking. Yeah. That's good. I'm gonna have to go with Nightwing, where it's got him staring at the billboard that says mm-hmm. "Making Bloodhaven Safe." Some murderer written in red across it, and it's a uh, it's a nice image, I guess. It's kind of a weak week for covers. Like again, yeah. if we well, I like the Green Arrow one, but if we included variants, that Nightwing variant would be my most oh, easily. Question. Yeah, well, variants it would be Superman because one knows I love when Supes gets the red eyes and he's angry. So of that's course, all that cover is. Of course. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh, best art then of the week, and I feel like it's down to the usual suspects. Yep. Uh, this week, uh, I think I'm going to have to go with Green Arrow. Uh, Schmidt yep. just is is great, and Nightwing, Nightwing close, but I, I think I have to go with Schmidt yeah. for Green Arrow. So there you go, Matt. As was... as do I. I everything else I pick Nightwing, but yeah, the the art. There wasn't a panel that stuck out for me, and because everything was just consistent. That's why. That's why I was taking time picking my panel because I was yeah. looking through Green Arrow, just making sure there wasn't like a specific thing that was yeah. calling to me because it was the more consistent, uh, beautifully book, book yeah. beautiful done book. But yeah, but everything cool. in that whole issue just consistent and looks great. So it's Green Arrow. I'm tempted to go Green Arrow, but I'm gonna curveball it and go with uh, Captain Atom. Actually, I think the art in that is really sleek. It's really yep. detailed and well done, and the colours in particular really bring out a lot. That it, it could have felt a little bit duller, but the colours really just make it pop and feel vibrant and alive. Yeah, fair. Uh, which I guess leads us to top five books of the week, which uh, should be an interesting one <laughs> this this week. Uh, Man, this, this is a tough week to rank stuff because yeah. it's it's not not a super amount. It's, Nothing's bad, you know, but nothing. Nothing's super standing out as being this crazy. was like, no. you know, not none of the issues here were the standouts of the runs for the most part. No. Uh, but I think if I'm if I'm if I'm picking, I am probably going to put Batman at number one. 
and then Green Arrow, and then Nightwing at number three, and then Green Lanterns at number four. Oh man, you really didn't like Superman. <laughs> uh, yeah, probably Superman at number five. He was debating, can he can he get away with putting something else yeah. above Superman? I was like, no. if, if this Superman had fallen on a week three, yeah, it would not have been in nah. that top five. Nah. Would uh, it? Hawkman had a shot at getting number five, but I, I, I can I still couldn't put it above Justice League, but, uh, Justice League above it because as much as I, I like the idea of the Justice League issue more, I still you know it's still clunky. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that, that's where I stand on that. And I only read seven books, so there was not a whole lot of room for something yeah. to uh, yeah, go go up. So, uh, so yeah, so Batman, Green Arrow, Green Arrow. Nightwing, Green Lanterns, Superman. Yeah. Connor, uh, Batman. Actually, that one's the easiest for me because I loved it. Uh, then Nightwing, Green Arrow. Captain Atom. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> oh, I really don't know. That's a tough week. I'm torn between like I'm torn between Lanterns and Superman and if I don't this will be the first time Superman doesn't make my top five. But you did say it was the most disappointing or the I only did. disappointing issue of the run for you so oh, far. Like, yeah, like, if this was so... a week three and that, that issue was in, there'd be no chance of that making my top five. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I'm going to have to go with Lanterns. Yeah, Lanterns is more fun. Yeah. I can't believe I just did that. For clunky elements aside, I I mean, Lanterns was just more fun. Yeah. And let's be honest, it gave us the biggest argument of the the episode, so... I can't believe... If if you'd asked me, you know, on Wednesday morning, (laughs) would Superman not be in my top five? I'd I'd have laughed at you. What a stupid idea that would be. Uh, Matt, what's your top five? Well, I'll tell you, it is in my top five. <laughs> it's number one, isn't it? No, because Nightwing's number one. Yeah. really enjoyed that issue. Mm-hmm. Number two, it's Green Arrow. Number three, it's Superman. Four, Batman. And five is Captain Adam. So, yeah. Cool. There you go. That's that's our top five. That was hard, because we'd all, we'd all... I mean, me and Matt had read seven, Connor had read eight, so you've got a smaller selection to pick from. Yep. Uh... I feel like that is the one thing I do love about the bigger weeks, though, is that the top five really means something. Also, I don't feel bad about leaving anything out because yeah. it's like, well, there's only five slots. Whereas here, it's like, well, there's eight, and there's like seven of them I could have in that, there. I'm cutting my my things to only eight a week, just uh, <laughs> you know. Yeah, um, only eight books a week. You never stick to that, Matt. You're, you're bluffing. You know you're always it. Bluffing. I know. I get to... uh, He'll get to the shop and go, okay, I'll, I'll grab all 16. Yeah, yeah. well, Matt, you said <laughs> you were going to read eight. every week. You're, you said you were going to read eight. How are you reading? Uh, 18. <laughs> <laughs> I said there'll be any in there. Don't make fun of it. Right? <laughs> oh, God. This has been uh, comics from the multiverse. It has been a, a, a wacky... Uh, episode with tangents and at least two arguments <laughs> so uh, yeah ho- hopefully you enjoyed that 
and uh, let us know what you thought of this week's books in the comments below if you're on the YouTubes. You can get us on Twitter at mild underscore fuzz, individual Twitters. Mine is at wibble89, Connor's is at connorry94, Matt is at mattofsteel57. And uh, you can email us at mailedfuzz at gmail.com, send us questions and uh, just comments and stuff, because we, we might uh, use some of them for the uh, the fifth week at the end of March, because those are always quiet episodes with time for extra stuff. Uh, so you can do that. Uh, but otherwise, guys, thank you very much for watching and or listening. What? You don't, you don't goofed. You haven't told us what's coming next week. No. Uh, no, no nor I have. Damn. I apologize, <laughs> guys. Connor, I was just letting him finish, and then I, and, uh, I want yeah, to next week. I want to. <laughs> I want to go back and explain why I'm maybe a little bit off my game today. As I said at the start, internet was out for twenty six hours. Me and Connor have recorded something like ten videos in the past twenty four hours. I'm tired. Is all I'm saying. Yeah, it's been a long day. Me, me and Peter both been up like very early today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we, because of this recording, well, our sleep schedule was just like, now we just got to get all this done. Yeah, yeah, we we have been uh, in turmoil. So next week, in fact, uh, if I'm not tired yet, this list is going to knock me out. Um, so coming next week, we have the Justice League of America Rebirth issue one. We have Action Comics nine three seven All Star Batman number seven Batgirl and the Birds of Prey number seven Deathstroke twelve Detective Comics nine fifty, which is extra priced because it's a big issue with extra pages. Uh, do not. Yeah. Um, the Flash really sixteen. Kill us. <laughs> the Flash <Yeah>. 16, <laughs> New Superman issue 8, Supergirl issue 6, Superwoman issue 7, Titans issue 8, Wonder Woman 16. We have the final issue of Dead Man, Dark Mansion of Forbidden Love, that's number 3. Uh, Connor's Corner is going to have Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps 14. And Red Hood and the Outlaws number 7. Plus also. Oh, it is going to have though. Justice oh. League Power Rangers. It's going to have Justice League Power Rangers number two. Uh, and we're not covering it, but just uh, Suicide Squad number 11 is also out next week. They're actually killing us because Tech is double sized. Dead, Dead Man, Man is double sized. It's. Uh, All Star is already what it is. On yeah. the upside, though, we have at least. I mean, just JLA replaces the event book, but at least the one shot's been kind of gone. So yeah. that, that helps a little bit. Sure, one issue lower. Yeah. And Matt, Matt dropped a book since last month. He's dropped uh, Birds yeah. of Prey, so that's another one for him. That's helping is, is, a lot. Are bit. you sticking with New Superman, Matt? Yes, I am. So, you know, you got... got, got <laughs> there's, there's some wiggle room in there. Uh, it's hard to complain, though, because I, I look forward to a lot of those books. A lot of them. I also I look, look forward to having know, sleep Why is this on week time. two and not week three? Or week one. Put some on there. Yeah. Like, can we not have Superwoman on week one? I mean, you've got Superwoman, Supergirl, and New Superman and on New the Superman. same week. Spread them out. Oh, I've said this hard. every month for the last, like, four. Come on now. Well, I'm going to keep saying it until they listen. They're, all, they're moving yeah. Superwoman. Superwoman's moving in uh Well, I'll move one of the others week, as well. To week four, because that's week needs less. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, Matt's lost it. He's lost it more than me now. That sentence made yeah. almost no sense. <laughs> um, anyway, that brings an end to the show. I've already done all the outro stuff because I forgot to do the next week's books first. I think that's your ploy, oh. where they're sticking around waiting for the next week's because they know that's what you do. <laughs> so they're like, they're, they're like, well, we're going to have to sit through the plugs to get to them this time. 
Yeah. Can't turn off early. Yeah, that was a, that was my master plan. It wasn't just me being tired and forgetting things. Uh, yep. But from from me, from Matt, and from Connor, thank you very much. Uh, we'll see you next time. Hope you enjoyed this shambles of a show. Keep reading comics and always remember, never get lost in the Speed Force. Long live the Legion. <laughs> <laughs>